All right, calm down down there. Come on down. Let's let's simmer down a little bit. How's it going out there, everybody? I hope you're doing well. Happy Sunday. What a what a crazy week, man! I tell you what, it has been insane. Um, let me grab my uh, cheat sheet here. So, um, let me know down in the comments how everybody's uh, week has been. I think that uh, there's been a lot going on. That's for sure. So. Um, let me know if you've had a crazy week, if it's been just a normal week for you, what's, uh, what's happening in your world. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump right into things today. Uh, let's see if I can uh, hit all the right buttons. There we go. Uh, so let's start at the top and talk about, we've got a little something new that we're trying today. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully that uh, all the comments and stuff are going are gonna to stay streamlined and as they should be. Uh, I say that because... This week, not only are we live streaming right now to YouTube and Facebook, but we're trying out um, Stitch for the first time this week um, and seeing if uh, if that does good for us. So uh, we'll see how, how everything acts in the comments and stuff. And like I said, hopefully nothing gets uh, shuffled or missed or crazy. Um, I want it to be a good a good experience for everybody. Um, and, and a big thank you and shout out to those of you last week who stuck with me when we had the technical issues. For whatever reason, the uh, live stream just froze right in the middle of the um, broadcast. So I had to start over. Um, as a matter of fact, not twice, but three times. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully today goes off without a hitch. That's all I'm saying. So go ahead and check out our social medias, as always, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also check out audio-only versions of this very show on um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Um, and, of course, you can always send us an email to the Podcast at gmail.com. And um, hit us up over there in the emails. Let us know if there's any kind of topic that we're not discussing that you would like us to cover or if you've got ideas for games and that kind of stuff. I think it's going to be a good time. So... Um, also do check out our Patreon, uh, page. I've uploaded a couple of videos this week to Patreon for our members, uh, to enjoy a little bonus content, nothing that you can see here on the show. So if you, if you want a little bit more, if you were looking for a little some something, uh, go check out the Patreon page, just go to patreon.com backslash the audio roast podcast, and you'll find us there. And, uh, please do consider becoming a member. There's several tiers um, that you can join at, uh, membership levels, if you will, as low as three bucks a month. So every little bit does help and you can cancel at any time. No big deal. Um, and if that's not, um, you know, your, your way of wanting to do things, you can do a, a one time only, uh, donation or however often you want, whatever at cash app, um, dollar sign, the audio Rose podcast, or even over at PayPal, that's paypal.me slash the audio Rose podcast. Um, let me see if I can, um, I saw Josh, uh, Poole make a comment. So let me see if I can remotely over here, um, pull this up. He says, uh, topics on talking shop. Do pop tarts have a place in music, uh, in a music centered podcast? Uh, when will Jared finally fire his graphics guy? Ooh, those are some hard hitting questions. Can we really trust a podcast that includes Hootie and a grunge themed episode? Oh, man, those are some hard-hitting questions for sure. My goodness. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll cover it, I guess. If you if you want to know, if the people want to know, we're going to cover it. So um, speaking of the people, we um, are going to go ahead and keep doing our seven songs in seven days where you guys send in seven random songs, completely random, and um, I'm going to listen to them over the next seven days and, and, and rank them um, based on my own opinion that matters to nobody. 
uh, just for something fun to do. So um, that's what we're doing. Um, so I see everybody saying hi to each other. Uh, Monty Lortz, good to see you. Deb, good to see you. Elkie, uh, Josh, nah, Josh, nah. Elkie, hi. Uh, so yeah, so here we go. We're going to jump into uh, seven songs in seven days. But first, don't forget, our playlists are available at the end of the show. Um, not today because, you know, we're not playing games. We're not doing that. It's just you and me. It's just you and me and all of the people. Um, no, sorry. Change. Um, so, yeah, check out the R&B if, if R&B is your thing and you want to hear uh, a good playlist. Uh, check out uh, Spotify and iTunes both. You can just search for the Audio Rose podcast and click on playlist and you will find um, from all the different themed episodes that we've had uh, from the beginning. Uh, with different playlists and stuff. So it's fun. It's something new. It's something, well, not new, but it's something additional, I guess. So um, Al says, uh, did Springfield's Chicken George ever record anything? I don't know who Chicken George is. So uh, if you do know who Chicken George is, let me know in the comments because I have no idea. Um, so yeah, here we go. Let's go ahead and jump into seven songs. In seven days yeah uh josh i'm not so worried about the uh graphics department as i am the audio department that jingle was not so hot not so hot uh so yeah um yeah nobody i don't i don't see anybody knowing chicken george yet so uh in the meantime let's go ahead and kick off seven songs in seven days you guys sent as per usual a very eclectic set um now i will i will preface this with there is a lot of songs that i have never heard of um, in fact, most of the songs I would argue I've never heard of, but we had two songs that were like top notch, top 40 kind of, and I'm like, I mean, you, you kind of can't compete with that. Now, now bear in mind, it could be any song. It doesn't have to be a top 40. It doesn't have, I mean, it could be an original. It could be anything, whatever you want it to be is what it's going to be. I'm just saying if you're throwing a top 40 in there, chances are it might tend to go towards the top of the list. So that being said at number seven this week, uh, given to us by Christopher Seek. We've got uh, con the Congratulations song by Corrosion of Conformity. Um, let me tell you a quick little something about that song. I was not really a big fan for the fact that, um, man, it's just, I don't, I, mean, I don't know how to say this nicely. Um, I'm not a fan of what I would consider butt rock or um, dude or bro rock. Uh, just the, like the modern day rock. You know, like anything from like 2005 forward kind of thing. It's just radio manufactured crap in my opinion so I, I i'm sorry i just couldn't get into it i feel like uh that we've ranked a corrosion of conformity song before on the show and i don't remember how it ranked but i i don't think that it would have been in the last place so maybe this is just a song that didn't really do much for me and they've got other good stuff who knows um so go ahead and uh well i tell you what before we do that um so for the second week in a row i hope you're ready kitties are you ready uh, for the second week in a row in the number six position, given to us by Mr. <coughs> Joshua Poole, is Jesus is a Friend of Mine by Sunseed. Oh, you dirty rat, you dirty rat. You said you were going to uh, make my life a living hell and uh, give me a hard time by, by giving me some crazy suggestions. Well, my friend, guess what? This was not a deep dive at all. Been there, done that, heard it, seen it. Eh, next. Um... Uh, our next uh, next spot on the number five slot um, comes from Jody Guy Cottingham. 
And this is Soul Vaccination by Tower of Power. Um, I'd really like the, the uh, horn section. Just there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. It's got that big band kind of feel to it, and I, I really dug that. So uh, good pick, Jody. Um, and then number four position given to us by Brian Betancourt. Uh, I'm going to butcher the last name, and that's all right. But the song is called "Don't Pay the Ferryman," and it was by Chris Debra 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 something Chris something. Um, so, you know, a, a quick synopsis on that one. I thought that um, it was a it was a neat little, um, almost like a fan, 80s fantasy kind of, um, almost like a movie soundtrack type song, something like that. It, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't like a, a heavy hitting anything. It was just very atmospheric and stuff. And I, I actually enjoyed that. So um, good job, Brian, on that one. Um, and Brian, I've got a leftover uh, that I missed on the last one. So I've got your, uh, I got another suggestion from you that I'll include in next week's show. Um, and in the number three position, we've got given to us by Kim Garmory. And Kim is in the third position, three fingers, uh, for the second week in a row as well. And this one is called Better Man by a band called Thunder. Um, never heard of them, no clue uh, anything about them. I'm assuming they were kind of an 80s, maybe early 90s type band. Um, this is not like a cover of the Pearl Jam song, anything like that. So uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a good song. And um, now here's now here's where things start to kind of get unfair um, for, for a couple of reasons. And here's where I'm looking forward to getting roasted by you. Um, let's see here. Before we do, um, Josh Poole is asking, Wife House, were they grunge as well? Well, I don't, I don't know if uh, I would consider them grunge necessarily either. No, but here's what I said on the, on the show. Let me just clear this up right now. I'm going to set this down and I'm going to clear this up. So I have prefaced this, if you would have listened to the entire episode, by on the grunge episode is what, what Josh is referring to here, that uh, the songs in that episode most of them were unexplicably, however you say that, unexplicably, whatever the word is, uh, undeniably, we'll, we'll go with that, um, grunge songs. Now, yes, there was, there was a lot of controversy ooh, about a Hootie and the Blowfish song that came up. And um, they're like, that's not grunge. Well, here's the thing. My preface to that was if you were listening to the radio in 1996 and you had an alternative rock slash grunge station set, you would have heard Hootie and the Blowfish. So there's that. If you don't like it, do it yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so that's right. Al Hutch's butt rock. That is it. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Josh says, man, you really hate butt rock uh, to rank uh, Son of Seed at number six. Um, yes, you know it. <laughs> all right. So let's carry on. Number two. Uh, we get from Elkie Castle Bradford. Elkie, you're always sending in some good stuff. I appreciate that. Uh, we've got um, whatever by Godsmack in the number two position. Yep, I said it. That's right. You're going to be like, here. You thought, you thought Hootie and the Blowfish was controversial. How about um, me talking about how I don't like butt rock and I put one in number seven and the other in number two? Just saying. Uh, so, drum roll, please. Good job, audio guy. Uh, uh, the number one position given to us by Senor Al Hutches is Black Betty by Ram Jam. Oh, yeah. So um, that's uh, that's what we're doing. Um, so go ahead at this time. Yeah. Use the hashtag seven. Give us any song, any genre, any style. It could be grunge. It could be butt rock. It could be whatever you want it to be. Um, it is not on 
It is not all about me. Contrary to what Josh Poole might tell you or post on Facebook, it is not all about me. This is about us. So um, on this one, um, I'm looking for just some some more random. I love the randomness of what you guys send in. The fact that um, a lot of this is stuff that I've not heard before. So I'm really looking forward to uh, some more new stuff to me. Uh, that that's kind of what makes it fun for me. I, of course, you know, I've heard Godsmack, I've heard Ram Jam, that kind of stuff. So uh, those, like I said, the top 40, they kind of fall into place, but uh, it's fun to get the deep dives. So I'm not going to tell you what to suggest. Um, just know that, uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. So let's go ahead and continue on. Last week we had uh, our R&B 1992. This was our first episode talking about R&B. Um, and we had uh, Rico Samuel from Sequel Dose and the Stone Chapel Band join us, as well as Tiffany Renee Samples, who is here from uh, Ashes of Eden. You, you know her formerly from Out of Eden and Trash Angels, and uh, both of them formerly of Cap Gun Chaos, a little Guns N' Roses tribute action for you. So yeah, we played some games, had a lot of good times, had a lot of fun, um, and I, I really enjoyed having them here. So thank you both uh, Rico and Tiffany for being here. I appreciate that. Um, what is coming up next week? Well, stay tuned, kiddies. Uh, I'm working on um, confirming my second guest. I've got uh, I've got one. I'll go ahead and tell you who it is. Kristen Denar will be here next week, and um, we will uh, be talking about a certain subject that will be announced whenever I get the other uh, participant confirmed. So, uh, more on that later. But today, you guys uh, really seem to enjoy these, and I know I sure do. Today, we're going to be talking shop number four, um, and. I mean, honestly, what are we talking about? Just like the picture says, we're going to be talking about the X Factor, America's Got Talent, The Voice, American Idol, all of the all of the shows where um, participants go and participate and sing and do talents and all this kind of stuff. And we sit home and judge the heck out of them. And we're going to be talking about the effects that it has on the music industry, um, the effect it's had on uh, record labels. Uh, the trickle-down effect, how does that affect uh, local music, not even just the people that are participating to get signed when they go on the shows, but how does that reflect in a local scenario or a local uh, scene like what we've got here in Springfield? So uh, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. I see some some fun um, uh, uh, hashtag sevens in there, so good on you. Um, and yeah, I think that's... Uh, well, I don't know if I want to tell you. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So... We've got uh, no guests today, um, as per usual with Talk and Shop. I don't, I don't have guests in the studio or anything. It's just me and you. But we are going to, I'm, I've reached out to a handful of people, and I'm going to put together kind of a, a mystery panel, if you will, of people calling in and giving us their thoughts on um, exactly that. The, the shows such as X Factor, American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent, etc., um, and kind of get their their two cents because there, let's be honest, there's pros and cons to both sides. It's just a matter of um, where you fall on it individually. So there's no right or wrong. We're just having an open discussion about it, and uh, we'll go from there. So um, before I forget, too, I was also asked um, to put something back in the show, and um, I have no problem doing it. Anytime you guys want me to put something back in the show, if it's something that we used to do that we don't, please let me know if it's something that you miss. Um, because again, contrary to what Josh Poole will have you believe, the show is for everybody, not just me. So, uh, no, I'm kidding, Josh. Uh, so, without any anything else said, I just want to put this out there in case anybody needs it. Um, there we go. Um, so, 
honestly, yeah, let's 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 be real now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and be funny. Um, if if you're having a hard time, and I say this at the end of every episode, and I I mean it more than you guys could ever probably realize. If you're having a hard time, um, and I know a lot of us are right now, please reach out to somebody. If you don't feel comfortable, or if you don't feel safe uh, talking to somebody that you know. Um, or if you feel um, somebody can't keep a secret or, or whatever you think, if you're, if you're down and out and you feel like the world is against you, please reach out. Um, that's what the uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline is for. Uh, the number, of course, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. So without any uh, further ado, I think that's going to do it for uh, our little intro segment. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and cut to a little commercial and kick the show off. So stick around. We'll see you soon. All right, and we are here. We're back. Um, now then, let me flip over to the comments. And uh, one of these. There we go. Let us go to the comments. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, Josh, graphics department is definitely stepping things up this week in a big way. So um, let, me, let me just go up here and... Um, let me get this out of the way first. So that's done. Okay. Now then I'm going to, uh, put up next week's seven songs in seven days so that, uh, we have those available. Um, let me adjust that there. So <laughs> Josh pool, there we go. Uh, back in black by wing. Um, that'll be interesting. I'm not sure who wing is. Um, do they have a, a lead singer named Kip? Kip Wing? Just out of curiosity? I don't know. Um, there we go. We got one from Elkie. Um, Al says, um, Chicken George was an old black dude that ran around downtown playing blues everywhere in the early 2000s. Um, I must have missed that, Al. I didn't move to Springfield until June of 2003, and I didn't get involved into the uh, music scene until man a handful of years later uh, probably three years later so um so yeah <laughs> uh, you guys in the comments are killing me uh let's see here Cass, uh elke says she loves the backdrop well thank you so much um here we go uh kim says the rainbow connection um that's a good song uh julia how's it going got one from you all right we got some interesting ones. I've only heard of uh, one of these, I think, so far. I think now there's times I I have a bad memory, so there's times where I think that I've uh, not heard something and I hit play and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I totally know this. Um, <laughs> Josh Poole says, "Talking shop number." Well, that would be number. This is number four, so you mean number five? Um, uh, shopping with a vengeance. Shopping 
with a vengeance. Yeah, that's a little uh, Judas Priest for you, but not really. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, for showing the number. Oh, thank you for showing the number. Absolutely. Um, hope it helps whoever it might uh, need to help. Uh, what about the mass singer? Yes, we'll be we'll be discussing that too. Any of those type of shows. Um, uh, yeah, they all they all have kind of the same or a similar effect on things, in my opinion. And we'll get into that here in just a couple minutes. Um, Al says that I uh, got to town about when I when he left. So uh, that's a shame that we we just happened to miss each other on our our paths crossing. So um, <laughs> Josh Bull, let us got let us got to the comments. I see what you did there. Uh, I hope Josh Poole is one of your surprise guests. Well, I see. Here's the thing. Um, we'll have to see. It's 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 always a mystery. So, uh, needless to say, I think we've probably we're probably pretty close on getting all seven of the seven songs in seven days. Uh, like I said, I had a carryover from Brian Betancourt that I will include as well in the next weeks. Anybody else drinking some good coffee this week? I'm drinking some really good coffee. Um, did you know that it's uh, National Cappuccino Day? I'm not drinking a cappuccino on Cappuccino Day. It's uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of straight-up coffee more so than cappuccino. Cappuccinos taste too watered down to me. So, um, yeah, that's that. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we'll talk about... Um, if I can get all this stuff situated that I should have had done, we're going to talk about, um, kind of the backstory to all of these TV shows, um, their origins and all that kind of stuff. So, um, we'll start that out before we start inviting guests on so that we can kind of be on the same page here. Um, I figured that wouldn't work. So if, if we're starting at, from the top, sort of say, uh, we have to start by talking about, Star Search, Ed McMahon's Star Search. Um, and Star Search aired from, let's see here, 1983 to 1995. And then it rebooted again for, for a year from 2003 to 2004. It was hosted by Ed McMahon. It had 13 uh, total seasons. And it was created by Al Massini. And uh, contestants competed, competed in several genres of entertainment. So it's, it, it was very similar to um, kind of an America's Got Talent um, if you're not as familiar with what Star Search was, it was not just singing. Uh, it was dancing. It was all kinds of stuff. It was a little bit of everything. So um, <laughs> LK's drinking coffee. Al says, uh, I take it. I take a juggalo to Red Lobster Day. Yes, it is that. Um, how many people went to Red Lobster today? Thank you for that, Al. <laughs> Josh Poole says, uh, Wing is from the Torture Jared list. You have to listen to the whole song. Don't wuss out on me, bro. Okay. Well, and here's the thing. I And this is, I mean, this is the absolute truth. I listened to all those songs um, all the way through. And most of the times, not even just one time. I, I literally do take the entire, uh, the week, and and kind of create a, a little playlist, if you will, and uh, and listen to them a few times. I don't just it's not just a wham bam like I'm going to rank it um, off the cuff kind of thing. Like I put some I put some thought into it. Uh, that's why you know Son of Se Sunseed uh, went to number six. So there's that. Um, let me see here. Deb Klein says totally forgot about Star Search. Yeah, that's that is where it all started, guys. Uh, yeah. So. Um, 
yeah, we I mean, we could we could kind of talk about who became famous from these shows and stuff. But I think at this point, we all kind of pretty well know that um, Star Search had like Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake. Um, a, a lot of the people that ended up in the Mickey Mouse Club um, kind of got a got their start on Star Search. Uh, Mariah Carey comes to mind. I, I believe she was also on there. Uh, Christina Aguilera, I'm sure was. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of people that came from that that went on to have really good careers. So I'm not I'm not saying that it's not a good launching point or a, a platform for that uh, because I think that it is. Um, Julia says the spokesmodel category on Star Search is responsible for discovering Bobby Brown, who was the model for Warrant's Cherry Pie video. Uh, ah, the old days. Yes, absolutely. Uh, good points on that. I had forgotten that that's where Bobby Brown was um, discovered. And of course, that's Bobby Brown with an IE. So that's not uh, Whitney Houston's uh, drug. I mean, um, uh, husband. That's uh, that's the uh, supermodel Bobby Brown. So uh, Chris Hankins says Sawyer Brown came from Star Search. I had forgotten all about that, if I'm being totally honest. But I did know that. Um, yeah, that's that's a good little tidbit, too, for sure. There's the, and hey, like I said, there's 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 good and there's bad with these shows. And we're going to get into the to the details of it, if you will. Um, but yeah, there's there's been on all these shows, people that have have come from it that went on to have great careers and some that should have had great careers and never did. Um, so. So, yeah, that's kind of what we're going to get into. Um, Star Elke says Star Search had Mickey Mouse Club peeps. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so. If, you, if we're going to jump from Star Search to modern days and you think that we're going to start by going to uh, American Idol, you would be wrong. That's not actually the next show that comes. It's actually um, a little something, not even by Simon Cowell, uh, but by Simon. Um, oh, I had his name. Fuller. Simon Fuller. There's Simon Fuller. Um, and he created a show called Pop Idol. And this was a British show. And uh, you'll see some familiar faces there, um, especially with the two hosts that go on to host. Um, I think it was X Factor, I'm wanting to say. Uh, but anyway, so Pop Idol um, only lasted for two seasons from 2001 to 2003. And it was presented by Anthony uh, McPartland and Declan Donnelly, which are the two, the two hosts that I was just talking about. And uh, again, it was created by Simon Fuller. And there you can see uh, Simon Cowell is one of the judges. But... Um, um, he was not one of the creators of the show. He was just a judge. Um, so then once we get uh, Pop Idol out of the way, uh, during, um, actually, in the middle of its run, uh, again, it only had two seasons, but um, after that, we get uh, American Idol. And this is this is the big one that everybody obviously knows. Um, so uh, let me see here. Um, Deb Klein says, I used to watch Ex-Wives of Rock. Bobby was one of them. There you go. Um, yeah, so Tara says, wasn't our own Jake Simpson on Star Search? And Deb says, yes, won it twice. Um, I actually just talked to uh, Deb, as a matter of fact, this week and found that out. I had no idea that our, our own Jake Simpson, the, the current um, keyboard player for members only, is a uh, former winner of, um, of uh, Star Search. So, yeah, while we're talking about the Britney Spears and the Justin Timberlakes and all that, we've got to talk about uh, Jake Simpson as well. And um, um, I don't remember exactly what the date is, but coming up later this month, Jake Simpson is actually going to be on the show. So uh, looking forward to having him here. And we will kind of maybe touch on this a little bit and what his experience was like doing that show. Um, Elke, I'm not even sure. Uh, she says that she didn't watch Pop Idol. I'm not so sure that it didn't air at all over here in the States. 
Um, it might have been only um, in the uh, in the United in the United Kingdom. I'm not sure. Um, Rockstar in Excess was an awesome show. Yes, I do remember that one as well. Uh, American Idol was a version of Pop Idol. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. It was the American version. Um, however, um, it was hosted by uh, Ryan Seacrest. Um, and it's currently still on the air, but it's so far had 18 seasons. Um, and it was also created by Simon Fuller, uh, the same creator as Pop Idol. Um, and so it just kind of was a branch out. And that's where also you got um, all the different country idols, etc. From there, um, Simon Cowell kind of wanted to create something um, going back over to um, uh, to England because American Idol had taken off. Pop Idol by this time was shut down. So in 2004, all the way through 2018 for 18 seasons, uh, created by Simon Cowell, was uh, The X Factor. And uh, that one uh, kind of opened things up more besides just having um, singers on there. That's where we started getting um, different uh, entertainment acts and talent acts and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, that, I think that has the fact that it's more than just singing um, differentiates some of the uh, what we go on, you know, with the voice and, and American Idol and that kind of stuff. So um, it's interesting to see um, the sh- these shows, whether they s- sway only to singers or whether they open themselves up to um, all forms of entertainment. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing. But um, so after X Factor is created in uh, 2006, the next thing that gets created is America's Got Talent. And this is uh, kind of the answer to uh, X Factor, the American version. Um, and this, like I said, went on from 2006 and is still currently on. It's on uh, it's it's had 15 seasons. And this was also created by Simon Cowell. And so this was kind of his way to to bring the X Factor over to the States, if you will. Um, and then finally, the last one that was created in 2011 to present uh, for a record 19 seasons, we get This is the Voice! Um, and this was uh, created by John DeMole. DeMole? Something like that. Uh, this was hosted by Carson Daly and has had a um, constant, constantly changing who's who lineup of different um of different hosts and, and um, judges and that kind of stuff. Uh, For me, it's kind of hard to keep up with who's judging which season or which whatever, but it's kind of a neat concept. It's a different concept as far as um, having coaches and, and going that way versus just, Hey, here you go. You're on your own. Here's a stage and a platform. So, um, so yeah, um, it's, it's kind of a, a different spin on things, but nonetheless, it's still same, same kind of philosophy. Uh, Deb Klein says that she never watched The X Factor. Um, I watched it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, and um, uh, Josh says, uh, first season of uh, America's Got Talent, I'm assuming is what you're talking about. Um, also hosted by Brian Dunkelman. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I have no idea who he is, but I will take your word for it. Um, so yeah, um, I tell you what, let me go ahead and let me get some invites started up. and. Um, We'll start uh, including some folks in on this conversation. I somewhere have a list of people. And I'm going to go ahead and start reaching out to them now. Um, And I'm going to start over here. uh, And let's see here. The the print is so small, the font. It's itty bitty tiny. Okay, so there's one person invited. 
Um, I tell you what, for the for the sake of time, I'll go ahead and invite a few, and that way uh, we have people at the ready. Um. Okay. Do you guys, uh, which uh, shows have you watched and followed the most? Um, and do you prefer shows that only feature singers? Do you prefer shows that um, kind of showcase everything, all kinds of different talents, be it dancing or magicians or um, stand-up comics, that kind of stuff? Um, what's what's kind of your go-to? As I continue to invite a handful of folks. I wish that there was a way with this program that I use that I could have had like the stuff on the ready, but there's just no way. So we're doing it live. That's how we roll. Um, okay, so I've got a few people that I have sent invites to. So um, please do go ahead and check on your messages. And if I've invited you, feel free to go ahead and join us now. And uh, yeah, I'm going to keep them, keep them rolling. Roll them, roll them, roll them. Um, so, uh, while we're waiting on me to, to do all this, uh, man, what a sad day for, uh, us to lose the great, uh, Alex Trebek, huh? That's, man, I hate that. I know he had been battling, um, very hard and for the last couple of years for, uh, against, uh, pancreatic cancer. And, uh, unfortunately today was, uh, the day that he lost the battle. So, you know, it's, it's hard when you lose those staples that, um, you know, you can you can turn to the TV and um, just expect that kind of comfort of that familiar voice and that familiar um, format, the familiar show, that kind of thing. So um, I've got uh, a couple more people here that I'm going to invite, and then we're going to start bringing some folks in. Um, I hear that one person's with us. Uh, let's see here. Got two more people to invite, and we'll carry on. And I hope that this works. I've not even, <laughs> I've not tried it with this many people, so we'll see how this how this goes. It should be it should be a piece of cake. And our last one. All right, so. We've got everybody invited now. So all we got to do is sit and wait, and uh, people will join in here s soon, hopefully. Um, hopefully, you've not all banded together to, to abandon me. So, yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to, on the fly, I'm going to do two more. The sad part is I have to do these individually, too. So that's kind of. All right. Done and done. So. Let me jump back over here and get out of that. And it looks like we've got our first guest here. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump on over here. Um... <laughs> 
always up for a good time. Okay, so here's the deal. So somebody actually tagged me on this uh, this week um, on a on a comment or, or whatever, if you will, about um, what my thoughts are on these type of shows and stuff. So what I did is I thought, man, we can. I've got a talk and chop episode uh, coming up, so let's go ahead and discuss that and. So he, because he asked my opinion on, I kind of gave him a quick synopsis and said, "I'm going to hold off on the rest uh, for for our episode of the show." So uh, joining me at this time, some of you may uh, recognize this familiar face. Uh, it looks like he has joined us as, uh, uh, well, I mean, what a great name! I hope everybody can uh, outdo him on this. But uh, at this point, let's go ahead and welcome to the show, Captain Pork Sword. R <laughs> matey. R. <laughs> My man, how are you doing, Chris? Pretty good. Jared. I mean, how Captain Pork Sword. Oh, you can call me Chris. <laughs> All right, good deal. Um, yeah, no, it's I'm doing really well, and it's so good to see your face, man. Um, so you're you're out in California nowadays, huh? Yeah, ten years now. This month, dude, that's crazy. It blows my mind that that much time has passed by. Um, no. Yeah, so let's let's talk about. It. I want to give you the floor first. You you brought you brought this all upon us. So uh, if this goes off the rails, everybody can blame Captain Pork Sword for this, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll make you walk the plank. But um, so yeah, so Chris, go ahead and give us what are your thoughts on on shows such as, um, well, you know, American Idol, The Voice, etc. All those that we've hit so far. Well, you know, I I started watching Idol when it first came out. Uh, the last season I watched thoroughly was when Bo Bice. Uh, did that great rendition of Badlands uh, in a Dream, and, yeah, and I I loved it. Uh, but you know, uh, over the years, it's just kind of the same old, same old. Uh, I, I feel it's a little bit too plastic, and that's why I brought up that uh, article from Loudwire talking about Alice Cooper and a few others doing this live originals only competition. So all original music, and I thought that would be great. Uh, yeah, because then it's it's new talent, new music, not somebody singing somebody else's hit song. Uh, I I don't mind the competition aspect of it. Uh, I think that's great. But the problem is, is the outcome that comes from most of these shows is zero. You know, right? Out of, yeah, out of all these winners, fan. yeah. If anything, it, it's, it's a Washington fan. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've yeah. had a few that have made it just a little bit further, like Kelly Clarkson. And things like that, and great. I'm glad they got their chance through it. But I just don't see it being, uh, you know, it's it, it's a good talent show for singers, but it tells us nothing about their songwriting abilities or anything else how they would do it. It just tells us how they would sing existing songs. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I tell you what. So. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this, and this is how I'll do this. I'm just going to go ahead and start adding people into the conversation, um, and and let's just kind of have a group conversation right in front of everybody. Um, so uh, next up in the in the uh, conversation that uh, we'll have is uh, my own bass player um, from Death May Die, um, Cody Schmidt. Boom! Whoa, am I here? You're here. How's it going, Cody? It is going pretty well. This is weird. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a very good cinematographer, so I don't know where to hold this thing or where to look. Oh, so, well, so. start by holding your phone sideways, perhaps. Let's see if we can do that. Well, I am upside well, down, and my finger like is that. on the camera. Upside down and inside out. I'm about to show all you what it's all about. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Chris. Don't you just love these artsy angles? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. It's like Twin Peaks. 
it's like you're uh, tiptoeing through the tulips there <laughs> yeah this is the best right. you're getting you're getting a good beard shot oh gosh why mouth. excellent what happened shot. to the right side up i mean i can go back to that yeah let's go back to that i mean otherwise it's just kind of it's kind of there you go we'll, we'll we'll go with that <laughs> is that good all right all right we're, we're good we'll go with that um fair, joining fair us point. next joining us next on the uh live stream here is uh everybody sees him in the comments um he is a a, a loyal follower and a good friend uh, please welcome barely missed him in springfield mr hutch how's it going Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. yeah are you using a typewriter what is that clunk clunk sound Oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, okay, so we kind of got a, a quick synopsis from Chris about his thoughts on it. Um, and and again, to, to recap, in case you, I don't know if you guys are able to hear the audio or not whenever you're backstage. But um, so this kind of also started because we've got um, we've got a there's a new show that's going to be happening, um, and it's going to be different from all the others that we we've experienced so far where um it's going to be original music and it's going to be um i don't chris do you know who it's hosted by i know uh, me, i know that let me get that back up i was just going through my feed from where i shared it. okay i think the i think the judges are um um oh shoot i just lost his name the lead singer uh gavin rosdale from bush um uh alice cooper is going to be a judge uh i can't remember what the third was but um I think it's going to be kind of refreshing. It'll be something different. Uh, we got more people popping on, so I'm going to keep including them. Um, coming up next, a major, major supporter of the local uh, scene here in Springfield, a very dear friend of mine. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome at this time, Miss Deborah Klein. Hi, Jared. Hey, uh, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, fine. Hey, Lizzie Hale is one of the judges on the No Cover Show. That's right. That's who it was. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, okay, so we've got even more people coming in. This is fantastic. It's just like a little gathering. Um, party. Yes. Uh, coming up next, we've got Mr. Tyler Weeks, and somebody's got the audio in, um, and it's we're getting repeat. So you might try to use headphones if we can. I've got you on YouTube. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's probably why. Uh, how's it going, Tyler? What's up, man? How are you? Doing well. Um, so, how's your uh, without getting too far off in the weeds? How's your vehicle situation? Were you able to get that squared away and taken care of, or? Uh, Still dealing no, with that. No, uh, luckily the parents are letting me borrow a beater for a while. So, well, that's good, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, um, just I think was it last week? Yeah, Tyler? It, was a week, it was a week yeah. ago today. Yeah, week ago today, uh, Tyler uh, uh, met a deer on the road head on and uh, totaled his his car, and yeah, that sucks, man. I hate that. Well, you know, uh, I, just but, got, I just got my hunting out of the way. You know. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Bag it and tag it. Uh, <laughs> Let's see if we can get, um, well, I see, I'm not sure if she's here or not, but I see her name. So we'll try and see how this goes. Um, Tara Fritz is with us. Uh, I think, maybe. I know she was. She messaged and said she was having some issues. Um, and I said, well, okay, join us when you can. So uh, maybe that's what she's doing. So we'll take her out and we're going to have, uh, oh boy, who is this? The All-American something. Uh, uh, let me, here you go. I will do this and I think I can scroll down here and there we go. Uh, the all American Danny Fritz, um, and also with, with issues, got to love those unsung issues. Um, okay. So finally, uh, Josh pool is joining us. Hey. Josh, how's it going? 
You dirty, dirty dog. You dirty dog. Oh, man. Um, well, Josh, it's nice to have you here uh, with no, hopefully no echo. I don't know what you guys are hearing on your end, but it sounds okay on my end. So, um, Let's check. Check one, two. I'm good. You sound good? Sweet. I'm good. Sweet. Um, let's see here. Um, going back over to the comments. Um, Elke says, hello, Patrice Allman. Um, yeah, if Patrice is here, how's it going, Patrice? Um, somebody else is joining us. Let's see if we've got video. We've got video. It's the All-American Danny Fritz, I think. Come on. You're on. Hi, what's up? What up, boy? I'm trying to get to some singles with crap. It's starting Hi. to look like match game. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Betty White for the block. <laughs> Al. Al's giving Cody the what fur. Can I be Paul Land? <laughs> right? Oh, man. Good to see you guys. Um, okay, so let me... Uh, I got an answer to your uh, information on the co no covers. Okay, please do. Uh, go ahead, Chris. All right. Uh, according to Loudwire, the judges for no cover include Alice Cooper, Hailstorm's Lizzie Hale, Bush's Gavin Rossdale, Animals as Leaders guitarist Tobin Abbasi. I'm really excited. Or Tosin Abbasi, my bad. I'm really excited by him. I really love his plan. And singer-songwriter gotcha. Bishop Briggs. And Sleeping with Sirens frontman Kellen Quinn will host alongside Sirius XM's Katie Babs. While interviews will be done with contestants by former MTV correspondent Matt Pinfield. And Matt, everybody remembers Matt Pinfield. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good show. I can't wait for it. Well, yeah, it's got to be I'm, better than something like this. Yes, I used I to would. watch uh, Rockstar Supernova, and that was Tommy Lee, Gilby Clark. Uh, I think Dave Navarro was on it. Yes, and that's right. It was. It yeah. was. I really liked it. But the final episode, the singer that they actually picked, and they did a, a super group song at the end. I just didn't care for it a whole lot. <laughs> but the show, I really enjoyed the show. Yeah, for sure. For became a pretty Vegas. Yeah, Pretty Vegas. Um, in fact, my old band, Ivan Crow, used to do that. On your way to Vegas, baby. Um, and nobody knew what song we were doing. <laughs> so that should speak uh, to to the uh, amount of viewers that that show had, uh, unfortunately. Because I thought of all of them that up to that point, that was the better one. So, um, Cody, we'll go ahead and, and continue on. So, Cody, what are your thoughts? I know you're not a big viewer of those kind of shows. But even just telling us why that might be... Um, I'll let you take the floor then. Maybe. Cody, are you there? <laughs> breaker, breaker. We need a roadie. Yeah, we do. Okay, well, we'll, we'll come back to Cody. It looks like he's How just do we staring. Know he's frozen? Uh, yeah, I, I think he might be. I think he is. Oh, are you talking to me? You oh, are, I kind of hear him. Can you hear me? Because you're cutting out on my end. Oh, really? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you right now, so go ahead and tell us what your thoughts are on these shows. <laughs> Whoa. Talk anytime. <laughs> um, I assume you can't hear me at all. I can hear you totally fine. Just keep talking. We can you hear can, you, Cody. Okay. Keep talking. 
Okay, so Jared, I, I'm getting like every third, fourth word you're speaking. Um, but based on context clues, I think you just want me to speak a little bit about uh, why I don't like these particular talent yes. shows. Proceed. Wait, I'll say it four times, can, so maybe you'll catch it once. I heard yes. Deb yes. start to say yes. something, but I yes. did not hear what yes. she said. I heard, I can... And then it trailed said, off in the distance. I said, speak. Gonna talk. <laughs> can gonna you speak? <laughs> Play us a bass solo. <laughs> I... The map. Honey, have you got earbuds in? Yep, looks like he's got headphones. His video's not moving, so he's probably just not transmitting yeah. enough to keep up. That's what I think. Well, we'll we'll consider that when the swing and the miss, I guess. Um, Tyler, how about yourself, man? What what what's your spin on what's your spin on on shows such as American Idol and The Voice, etc.? Uh, well, coming from somebody who has auditioned for them uh, and has been a part of some of them, um, I'm probably in the minority. I'm not a fan. You're not uh, a fan? <laughs> no, I'm not, no, I'm not a fan at all. Um, it's a platform. I mean, and I know that good things do come of it. But, you know, nine times out of ten, they have nothing to do with really talent. It's all TV and ratings. And uh, I auditioned for American Idol at 16. Um I had to be in line at 4.30 in the morning in Kansas City at Camper Arena and waited there all day long, uh, didn't eat anything like that. And they just went in a circle around the entire arena and they called you down at, like sections at a time. And I got to the floor and I sang for maybe 10 seconds and they just ushered me along. Well, then there was a girl in the next line over that was dressed in a giant, huge bunny outfit that was a terrible singer and she got a golden ticket really yeah so it's all you know it's all ratings and and they have when you start the show you know mm -hmm. they have an idea of what they are looking for and they have this image of what they want and if you're not that image you know i mean that's that's where it stops um when you talked about uh x factor you know my dear friends mckenna and brock were actually on that show and so uh i actually got some insight from them as well um as the way the way that things kind of operated and um, right before they got voted off the show, and I won't speak for them, but right before they got voted off, um, the band uh, purposely messed up their song. So they would mess up on stage. And so no the way. So the judges would have a way to rip at them for it. So it's all yeah. it's all television production. Man. Exactly. Yep. yep. And okay. that's and I, I, I will go ahead. Uh, I know you didn't want to speak to them, but that's um, I having played with Cody, um, who was just with us um, in his frozen state. Uh, after after playing with him for for the last ten plus years, um, I know that's exactly what it is with with him and and the gripe that he has, and the same with me. If I'm being honest, um, yeah. it's just produced. It's it's made to to get ratings and to to have uh, a retentive audience um, to where they'll keep tuning in because uh, there's always drama, there's always something. So I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I actually never knew that, Tyler, about you, that you had, had auditioned for him. I did. I auditioned for American Idol at 16. Uh, America's Got Talent at 18. Um, you know, I mean, that was at the request of my mother, you know, so I did it. But, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was a good experience. Uh, there was a lot of talent, a lot of great talent that never got a second look, you know. And so right. it's all, you know, you have this. said they have this image. And I think, you know, it's destroyed – the music industry, you know, I mean, yeah. cause you have people that, you know, don't sway from their roots and, uh, you know, they want to play a certain type of music 
you know, if all they would do was conform to what, you know, Hollywood wants them to be, you know, then they'd probably be somebody, but it's just, you know, it's not about who you are. So, I mean, at, at least that's my personal opinion about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And look, yeah, at, no, I, look, I, and I look at people who have won American Idol. Like uh, I think Ruben Studdard won the very first season. Has anybody yes. heard? Of, has anybody heard a word from him? Like mainstream in a long time? No, right. no. you never. No, you never hear a brand of them after. Not at all. I, yes, he had one album, and then after that, it, it was. I mean, so a lot went, of, no. you know, so a lot of times the runner-up, uh, like Chris Daughtry, you know, like the runners-up have better success than the winners of the show. You know? And yes. Bob Ice did, yeah. even though and it was so, small. Yeah, and I think. You know, I think it was a Carrie Underwood that beat that beat Bo Bice. I mean, she's probably her and Kelly Clarkson, I think, are probably the biggest examples of, you know, that it's actually worked for them. But I mean, when you talk yeah. about everybody else, Clay Aiken, um, you know, all those guys. I mean, didn't, they just, um, didn't Carrie know. Underwood also come from one of these shows? Yeah, she won uh, yeah. American Idol. She beat she beat Bo Bice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was uh, season three. Yeah. So she she's probably the only example, one of the only examples of like someone that's actually went the whole way won the show and is still relevant today you know what right I mean? yeah for sure uh julia says i think all these shows set up unrealistic expectations of how to make it uh quote unquote in the music industry it sacri it sacrifices musical authenticity for sensationalism to get ratings not a fan normally yeah it, and that's exactly exactly no, uh, and, it's, and, and i'll let someone else speak it's the last thing i'll say um also you know brockway is a huge friend of mine um you know him and mckenna um kind of had a relationship you know before the show but they had kind of kept that uh they kind of kept that a secret but the show right. actually told them they said you know we want you to we want you to discuss this we want you to portray this as like that you've had this secret crush on her for a long time and she doesn't know it and if you go back and right. watch their audition the way that the camera angles were i mean it was all this emotional investment to make it a tv show and it had nothing to do with the music itself you know and that's my right. complaint about the whole thing Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's it. They're, they're just using music as a vehicle for a TV show. Music Absolutely. is a secondary. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So next up, uh, we've got, uh, let's go over here to the All-American Danny Boy, Danny Fritz. Danny <laughs> Boy. Oh, Danny, Danny Boy. Um, okay. So, Mr. Fritz, what are you, where, where are you on this uh, here situation? What's your stance? Well, I wanted to start out really quick first and, uh, you know, correct you a little bit. The beginnings, the godfather of these shows was the gong show, man, with oh, Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. That is yeah. correct. That was, You're totally right. Before, uh... Yes, it was. You're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> he had he to do something when he wasn't working with the CIA. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. I can hear these points, and I, I do kind of agree with some of these things about what it does to the music business in general. But, I mean, the only two things I would add to that is one thing I, as a very old man now, am having such a hard time accepting and receiving and believing is that the music business is not the same way that it used to be um, a long time ago. I think sometimes our old school thoughts, we just kind of get hung up on them, and we want everything to stay the way it was. And with the way that streaming and technology and internet and everything else has changed, you know, a band dreaming about being signed to a record label someday and being famous that way is just, it's gone. It's done. And unfortunately, we kind of have to adjust to that a little bit. And one thing that these TV shows have done, although all this other stuff that Tyler's saying is true, 
they at least have put some kind of music in our life where radio is kind of letting us down and the hype and now shows we, we don't even hardly get shows now anymore even on a global big scale because of the the pandemic but i don't know it, it's just a different vehicle for sure I, i've got to say that there's been some performances i've seen that i'm really really glad those shows exist so that i got to see that performance you know whether it's produced or not so, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing, whether it's applicable to the music industry at all, actually, or is it just in and of itself its own thing? Um, but you can't really compare American Idol to the career of the Foo Fighters or Led Zeppelin or something. It's just all, that's just, it just seems like a real separate thing. I don't know. There's been some really neat stuff on some of those shows to have seen. Little kids that can sing their asses off. Mm-hmm. Um, and have a big story of how they got there. I love those moments. I've got to admit, yeah. it's a yes. little guilty pleasure. But as far as the music business, yeah, I could see how it's affected it. I just don't know for sure if I would say it's for the bad, only because we just are in different times. We're, I mean, how do you how do you get exposed to a new original band these days? And of course, we've all heard the argument that it's hard to play original music in Springfield. That's that's probably very true. But I don't think it's just Springfield. I think it's all across the whole country. It's hard to play original music in a very brand new band that no one's ever heard of. But in yeah. order to break that band, nobody's nobody's into Rolling Stone magazine. Does it even exist anymore? I, I mean, yeah, stuff I like that. I don't believe so. Yeah. There's not a I there's think... not a hype behind new music anymore. And well, so and now, now we just have to no adjust hype, to a new like, world. There's so much because of the internet. There's so much that you're filtering through a tiny little bottleneck, um, you know, trying to expose like hundreds of thousands of bands at the same time are doing right, it themselves. Right. Um, and it, right. it's, I mean, oversaturated is too big of an understatement to even try to describe that. Uh, yeah. So yes, it does give them a platform. You're hundred percent right. If nothing it else, like it these is. shows are their own genre now. Like we had country rock and pop and hip hop. And now there's yep. TV show. TV show should be like almost another genre of music, you know? <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, joining us also from uh, Springfield Music, uh, Puddin' Pie. <laughs> hey, Everybody pie. say hi to me. <laughs> or hi, I mean, Puddin uh, what up, Puddin? <laughs> um, okay, so um, let's see here. I, I, I got I to say real quick, Captain Pork Sword was the name of something I saw on a porno once, I'm pretty sure. That's the same. That's uh, a great name. I didn't know you watched those kind of... Um, <laughs> I mean, honest, I mean, Captain Corksword, that is that is a, that is definitely an adult film name for sure. Well, well what do you think he's doing making his money out in California? I wish I'd be rich, uh, but right. no, no talent there. Um, oh man! Actually, it's a play um, on I, my kids that uh, when my little one was growing up, they watched The Wiggles and they had Captain Feather Sword. Yeah. So I thought, how can I make yes. that dirty? <laughs> Music. Very easy. I actually watched terrible. the Wiggles today with my grandma. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, okay, so you next up, let's. You just made it dirty, man. I love the Wiggles. <laughs> It'll never be the same, Deb. Sorry. <laughs> um, Al Hutches. Al, um, what's your spin on this? What? What are you? Where do you fall? Are you? Are you for them? Or are you against them overall? Yeah, they're entertainment. You know, uh, I, I I had that kind of forced into uh, American Idol and all that back in the day with the ex-wife because. That's her night for TV or whatever. I remember the gong show, of course. That was some good yeah. stuff. And then they started getting into a little bit edgier stuff, like uh, the, the Rockstar NXS and the, the other one with uh, um, 
supernova or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the voice was kind of okay, and you know, being forced to watch Southern deals. Like, I remember uh, Bo Bice and Gautry and all that, and they were pretty good. And it was, it was just, it did seem kind of clicky, but the newer shows, I like uh, The Mass Singer because my daughter really loves that. And it's just, I look at it and I'm, I see voices in like waveform because when I was working on the radio station, that's just, I don't know, but I try to identify them and it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is fun. It, it is kind of like uh, what we're talking about with the voice having coaches and stuff. It's its own unique spin on it. Um, and, and it is kind of interesting, too, because they don't always use um, people that have been known as singers. However, with the masked singer, they're using people that are already famous, that have already, whether it's childhood stars, whether it's current people or whatever. Um, so at least the other shows are giving um, new people a new opportunity. So there's that as well. So pretty confident um, using auto as well. Ooh. What's that, Mitch? I said I feel pretty confident they're using auto tune as well on the Mass Singer. A hundred percent. Yeah, I feel more than confident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so um, going next, um, Tara, uh, how's it going? First of all, thanks yeah, for joining I'm us, everybody. Yay! Yeah. So um, tell me, tell me. I think you're going to have maybe a unique spin, and maybe not. Um, but where are you? Where are you um, on on these shows? Okay, first of all, I want to say, yay, Dan, for bringing up the gong show, because I was going to do the same thing. Yeah, my, um, my total bad. You're absolutely no, not right. Bad. It's just, it's, you're a little young, maybe. <laughs> well, well but, I am, but I do know the gong show for sure. Yeah. But um, I love all kinds of those shows. Star Search, I was a Star Search watcher when I was growing up and all this. I, even when, the, when it came back, um, I'm all into it. I love, I love the showcasing. I love any kind of talent show type show. So the, the problem is that I've, I heard Tyler talking about earlier, there's like a competition element, like who's the best singer and any kind of singing contest can always be weird like that. I've never won a singing contest in my entire career. And, right. and it's like, you can't, you can't grade yourself by winning or losing a, a singing contest. However, well, because it's like what, like what Tyler was saying at that point, it's not a, it's not a singing contest. It's a TV show. Sure. It just happens sure. to be singing. Yeah. And so, so I did audition for The Voice uh, several years ago, and um, and it was a cattle call. It was a stadium full of people, 10,000 people up in St. Louis, and it, it moved very slowly. We were there for six or seven hours, and the one, the one good thing about it was it was like a little community. You, you developed like this little community of these people that were singing, uh, looking for their dream, and I was like the oldest one there. I, I think I was 38 when I auditioned. And all these people were like, oh, my gosh, you've been on the road and you've done this. So it was a fun little uh, community that happened during the audition. Now, before the audition, the actual audition was 90 seconds and you're out of there and they saw you. So the voice concept on the show is one thing, but the blind auditions, the original auditions to get into it are not blind. They see you. Right. And that's one thing yes. I was a little disappointed on that is that I thought the, the producers that were picking the, the initial contestants should have been blind also. So that I was a disappointment there. Um, but when it comes to like American Idol, we have Kelly Clarkson, we have, you know, Carrie Underwood, we have all these people that have had a long career. And like, some, I can't remember who was saying earlier that some of them were amazing singers that we just, Fantasia, we never hear from her again, yeah. you know, after all these years. Um Bottom line, I guess my take is I'm cool with them. Um, they're fun, and they're fun for the people that are auditioning. I don't 
necessarily like the uh, the bad auditions that they put on early in the sh in this show because I think some of them are fake and I and that's it's a TV oh, show and you have yeah. to I think you have to accept that that's just for producing a TV show and now that the voice has gotten so popular and everything it's again it's it's lost its original charm of the blind audition thing I guess they're still doing that but uh, generally speaking I think they're fun and I would I would like to see a star search type show again with the different categories more so than just these singing shows. I think I would like a talent, a full, full talent show like star search to come back. So did you, so Tara, based on that, did you watch America's got talent or the X factor where they did feature more than just singing? Yeah, but they were all competing against each other. And that's the thing, uh, X factor. And, and they were like a singer versus a magician. In Star Search, it was the singing category, the dancing category, the, the model category. That's what I liked about it, is that they were all in separate yeah. little categories, not competing against each other. Correct, right. Like a, a, yeah. puppet, a puppet guy versus a singer, because singers on X Factor are probably the lowest of the barrel because there's nothing original about them, unless they're just that good. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and, and that's the thing, too. Uh, and... and it, we all know that all art is subjective regardless, but yes, it is an even bigger disadvantage to be comparing um, a ventriloquist with um, somebody that could put their feet and their hands behind their head six different right. ways kind of thing. Right. Like it's just, yeah. Um, so um, speaking of people that can put their feet and their hands behind their head, uh, Puddin' Pie, what's your, uh, what's your take on all this? <laughs> I mean, let's not lie. That, that, that's been your claim to fame, correct? You know what? I've got a tattoo of it. I've got a whole. I've got a picture book. I don't want to talk about it, but just right. check it out. It's good. It's good. You know, I, it's it's a reality TV show. We all know reality TV show isn't real. So all of the extra things with that. That's that's just the nature of it. And a competition for a singing thing. I mean, are we going to compare Bob Dylan singing against Lizzo? I think we know who the better singer is here. Right. Who's going to have the bigger impact right. over the course of humanity? I mean, it's just, it's, it's purely, purely TV. So if you think of it yeah. that way, then the whole process is like, that. Yeah, it's for entertainment. I've watched one, maybe two seasons of American Idol and, and I haven't really watched the rest of it, mostly because I hate all the fluff around it. I hate that. Here's the backstory. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. Oh, here's the backstory. Oh, this person had this, this, this. Okay. And then the talk, talk, yeah, it's not my it's sob stories, but it's not my type of, not my type of TV show. So. I don't really care for them, but I have nothing against them. I think in Europe, the people that win these uh, the shows do a lot better than the people in America. But there's definitely been some, at least with American Idol, I think there's been quite a few people that have done pretty well. Not everybody's done fantastic, but a lot of people have done have done pretty well. So yeah, props to them. What I find fascinating is the musicians who sit behind and play and have this large amount of music they have to work yeah. that sound exactly like the song sound sure yeah, i want to look at their rigs i want to see right. so how did you jump from this guy to this guy to this woman to this woman to, like how did you get that sound that when you listen to it as an audience or, or on tv like that sounded just it's not like you were playing to a track but it wasn't it was a live band Those especially guys, when they especially when they put their spin on the arrangement you know when they take um a, a half of a verse and then immediately go into a chorus instead of doing the whole thing kind of thing obviously for the sake of time on tv which I think also has brought in some re, uh, revitalization of old songs that maybe weren't known when they yes. do this type of genre, this type of genre. These songs kind of come back into it, and people start to chart back up. Where you see that, I think that's a, I think that's a big deal for these shows. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, 
Puddin. What's up? Yes. Were you were you just borderlining on a shameless plug there for Springfield Music selling them gear? I absolutely am never plugging for Springfield Music. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to sell gear to American Idol. I'm not trying to sell gear at all, man. Sorry. <laughs> right. I think we've all fallen for that. <laughs> we've all bought something there. So for me, like same kind of thing as what Mitch was hitting on and what Tyler had spoke on earlier, um, is the fact that so when they when when like for say American Idol came on at, in the beginning, like yes, I watched it and stuff, I took it at face value, but over time, I feel like even they leaned even harder and harder into trying to pre-produce um, different segments. I can't and different, hear anything. Can you? Yeah, yeah. You can't hear anything, Tara. You can hear me. I can't hear you guys. Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> I don't have any sound. Um, that happens if you're a musician for a long time. Live gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Wear headphones. Um, but yeah, so it, it became overly produced to the point to where um, even in the... Um, <laughs> Terry, you're in a bad part of town, it sounds like. Uh, even the um, blind auditions, you would know before they even open their mouth to sing, okay, they're going through because... Otherwise, why are we at their home in in um, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, and getting their backstory and and you know whatever? Uh, I, I, I'm going to try and be sensitive as I say this, but whatever ailment or whatever struggle or battle they've had, um, we get that whole backstory before they even open their mouth. So of course, if they're sending a camera crew to their houses, of course they're invested in them, and there's some reason to have them there. So, um, so yeah, I um, I, I've I take it for what it's worth, but at the same time. Um, what's its uh, contribution or detriment to the actual music industry itself? Um, that's kind of what's up in the air for debate. Uh, we've got somebody else joining us here. Uh, well, looky there. It's Mr. Jay Stevens. Jay, how naked are you on a scale from one to ten? Uh, how, how much you want? <laughs> Give it to us, boy! <laughs> Uh, hey, so Jay, thanks for joining us, man. Um, so we're but we're taking uh, on the first round. We're we're discussing um, just kind of our overall takes on shows such as American Idol and The Voice and stuff. Uh, where do you stand on on these kind of shows? Oh, I think it's kind of garbage. I do think it's good for somebody like Carrie Underwood, but okay. So what about what if you're not a Carrie Underwood? What about it um, to you as garbage? Um. I think you can't judge art like that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think everybody probably uh, agrees with that. Like a painting competition. I'd like to come back with a disagreement on that, Jared. I, I think you could judge art, but it's what are you judging it on? I mean, like he said, the backing band being able to flip like that consistently, that shows talent beyond the average, which is kind of nice. And you can kind of judge them for that. You know that they're able to Correct. switch gears so often. So I, I don't, I don't see that it, you couldn't judge art, but you could definitely judge the quality of somebody's performance. Right, and I that's have, fair. I have a feeling that some of the greatest singers of all time probably wouldn't make it very far on there. Oh no! Especially if they have had a, a good life and things have been ever in their favor, and they don't have kind of a sob story. Then yeah, because um, that seems to be kind of the accelerant to the show. To the so when, you think, when you think of greatest singers of all time, what are you getting? You're getting people that are doing original music, right? 
Like that's what you're doing. These are people are not doing original music, they're doing covers, and that's what they're being judged upon. I think that's a like I made a comment earlier. Where would Queen be without Adam Lambert right now, right? I mean, the, he was right. he was discovered on there. He's got this amazing voice. He's been able to take Queen and bring them back into it. But he's not writing Queen songs. He's singing Queen covers. And I, I think that's right. a, a go back to Dylan. I mean, Dylan is is a terrible singer to a certain extent. He's got a very unique. I love Dylan. Don't get me wrong. I love Dylan's voice. I love the way he sings. But he would never be considered a great singer. But the oh, people no. that are the greatest singers are not. Or they're not doing covers. They're doing originals. This is a really glorified sort of karaoke. Yeah, and you're you're spot on on that uh, point there, Mitch. I will counter that slightly with um, if you take for example um, the first band that popped in my head was Van Halen. Before they started writing hit songs that we know now, they did do covers, um, and that's kind of what got them booked and rebooked in clubs and stuff. Um, now that's not to say that that's what uh, got them over, if you will, or what got them signed or or that kind of thing. Um, but I think regardless. I would argue that doing covers, regardless whether um, you plan on doing that for your full career or if it's a stepping stone, um, it is kind of a needed step um, to, oh, sure. to be recognized. I does I don't. It doesn't matter how long you've been at the top of the line. You still go see big time artists today, and they're still going to do somebody else's song. There may only be one or two of them, but correct. You go to you go to a Rascal Flatts concert. They're going to do a Journey cover. I mean, right. They're, you know, they're going to do Brian Adams. Like it, it the cover is a necessary step because no one wants to go sit for two hours and listen to songs they don't know. Like the whole Correct. show of songs they don't know, right? And yep. to go back to what Dan said about how the times have changed, you know, back when Dylan and those guys like made it, right? And like I know that Jay and anybody who's played in a local band like can relate to that grind. And you you spend you spend all of your money just on gas getting from town to town to play these shows for 20 to 30 people. So getting a record label back then I think probably meant a lot more than it does today because now you have this outlet of these shows oh, yeah. where you're automatically in front of millions of people. And let's say it may be your first time. You may go to an audition. You think, you know what? Somebody told me I could sing. And you go to the voice audition and the very first time you get through and you're in front of a million people, right? But then you've right. got people who have spent their entire life grinding and grinding and grinding, making no money to try to get the music out there and have gotten nowhere, you know? So I know the times have changed. And that's why I think it's so frustrating for local musicians like myself who've, who've been in all these bands and who have chased that dream and just made that grind and made that grind and played for pennies, you know? And then you've got, and I don't fault people who have made it because of those shows, I don't fault them at all. You know, right. I think everybody should take that opportunity if it's presented, but I think that's just what is hard to grasp about it is that, you know, you can be instantly have your music in front of the, the entire world. You know what I mean? Oh so, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do think for there's sure. a I think there's a distinct separation between the types of people that would compete in these things and somebody like Dylan. I just bring him up because we keep bringing him up. But any kind of an original band that wants to go out there and do their thing would probably never be found dead in these competitions. I mean, there are singers right. in our real music world that are absolutely gigantic. Barbara Streisand, people like this, who rarely, rarely ever wrote their own songs they so it's not necessarily that they were doing covers it was still considered their song but it was written by somebody else and their career was being a singer like i just want to be a singer and i don't actually even care if i write my own songs give me the songs to write obviously in country music that's a huge deal and even in rock music aerosmith didn't write a bunch of their big hits and so 
there's a difference between somebody who just wants to go sing and then somebody who wants to be an actual artist and try to change the world like Woody Guthrie or Bob Dylan or something. So, but you don't ever see those kind of guys on those shows. That's why I think there's a big divide. There's a big separation between the types of music that's happening on these shows compared to the types of music that's happening down in the ditches in the world changing ditches. <laughs> that, that's but a whole completely that, different deal. You're you not going to see the Foo Fighters on a, on a competition. No, <laughs> but how do you know that we're not seeing the next um, Bob Dylan, if you will, um, that um, maybe is okay with selling selling his soul, if you will. That's kind of a bad term to use. It's I mean, you're you're taking advantage I of the platform. I understand what you mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you know that uh, even though we know who Bob, the actual Bob Dylan is and that he, his integrity wouldn't have allowed that. How do we know that we don't have a Bob Dylan that, um, that was okay with, with kind of using that platform? Well, I, I think that that's probably a possibility. I don't know the stories. Okay. I don't have the facts here, but I'm saying some of these people that were on those shows and they're not big stars like Carrie Underwood, we don't know that they might have left that show and gone right back into the world changing ditches and they're playing. I mean, Jesse, Tara, help me, was on what show? And he's been playing at just one more. Three Jesse Kramer. Um, Kramer. The so, voice, I believe. The four or something. It was something. But anyway, judges. He's, he's still out there playing the, the dirty, dingy clubs, man, and doing what he wants to do, even though he was once on one of those shows. And sure. So, yeah, there probably is some guys that go out there and roll the dice on them. But generally speaking, I think there's a separation between someone who just wants to be a singer and somebody who wants to be an artist. Yeah. That's all. Like Kurt, Kurt, Kurt yep. Cobain would not have made it even past the first round of producers. No, he would have been one of the he would have been one of the joke videos in the beginning at how bad he is. Yeah, right. right yep, right. I agree with that. Good point, Jay. Can I Good say point. one thing about American Idol. Can I say yes. one thing? Um, yeah. The thing being that since you're talking about our opinions and everything on these shows, the one thing I can't stand about American Idol, and it's probably because I'm an old lady, is the age limit. I, I cannot stand yep. that they they cap it at 26 years old or 27. I strongly agree, and, I and think, that's what I liked I about the Voice. Yeah, but I, I, right, because I think the whole industry of of music and uh, even acting is wasted on some of these youthful people that don't have any grit to them, and so. It, no it, grit, it but also no no experience. They haven't paid their dues. Right. I mean, and Agreed. some of them are fantastic as young as they are. Don't get me wrong. They are amazing young singers. But yep. I just I just think that's a problem when you're when you're doing it, cutting it off at an age limit because of the face of the industry. They want the youth, and I get that. I get it. It's marketing. It's a business. But yep. I think you're missing out, and I think that's why. Yes, why the the voice and X Factor and stuff I like a little bit better. Yeah, that's their audience, yeah, no. right? The youth, the youth is the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> future. So let me let me extend a question to let me extend a question to Tara. Uh, one of the one of the greatest voices ever and one of the best songwriters ever. Would Would Jimmy Fortune have been on a show like this? Um, probably. I'll say that. I'll really? say probably because and now he's he's much much older and, and he got success when he was in his early twenties. Mm -hmm. But I think that someone knowing him a little bit, I think he was someone that would take any opportunity to find a launching pad. So I I think he would, even though he's an incredible, obviously an incredible singer and songwriter, like you said. Um, 
I, I still think he's the type of person that might do that. I do. You'd have, hmm. have to ask him, but I'm just <laughs> going to take a guess there. Yeah. Um, there we go. Uh, so I want to, well, before I was going to say, I want to go to the comments, but before I do, we've had screen rearrangements with people popping in and out. So I see that I've missed, um, a certain somebody, uh, looks like his name says, uh, King Diamond is the best band ever. Josh, what is your, uh, what's your take on King all these? <laughs> I don't think it says King Diamond. King's X. Uh, King's X. Yeah. What do you, what do you say here? Grandma. Well, probably King Diamond wouldn't have gone on one of any of these shows, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so at least you got to give him that. You know, there's this weird thing about, I guess, ever since MTV started, where the you had to be more and more packaged. You had to be more and more merchandise yeah. to, to be in the music industry. And it became less about the music and more about the look, which, I mean, we are entertainment. Uh, so there is that aspect, but I look think of groups like ZZ Top, who wouldn't ever make it in a in a uh, a post MTV world, you know. Uh, all right. these gr groups that just don't have the look or uh, don't have, and now it's got to be the look and the story. You have to be a, a handsome homeless person to really get on these shows nowadays. So yeah. unless. You <laughs> Dan, who just lost a recovering, a recovering yeah. meth addict with all your teeth and can sing, oh, like Jesus, you know, sing like a bird. I tell you oh. what, I mean, you so, I know, so brave. Yeah, so brave. We found him on the yeah. street, and now he's on stage. Yeah, so I, I think a yeah. lot of it is so fake brave. and played up. You know, uh, so I, I just, I, it, it really bothers me that what we hope is an art with our music has become like McDonald's or any type of fast food package and branded to everybody, you know? Um, yes. So that's what bothers me. Um, also, um, it seems like the people that have been most successful are the ones who get out of their contracts as soon as possible after leaving these shows. Correct. Uh, Kelly yes. Clarkson had to do it. Second place, uh, that was better than the winner. Yep. Yeah, Daughtry, all these people that got, had these contracts get out of them as soon as possible because you may win, but you're going to win on their terms, and they will determine how you um, how you proceed with your music and with your talent. Uh, well, and how you're presented. Yeah, presented from the too. It's an mm -hmm. utter nightmare. Tyler probably knows, but we had uh, Brock Wade on our show, and when he laid out the details of how that contract was going to go, if they had won or whatever they won, it was unbelievable how they down. They instantly hired an attorney after that because I mean, yeah. they couldn't even so much as play like a private party for a group of friends without. Mm -hmm. right. to yeah. They weren't people. allowed to do yeah. anything. No. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah well, they, handcuffed. I mean, owned. X Factor yeah. owned them, like owned everything about them until they got it. Was like, two, three, or four years, wasn't it, Tyler? Yeah, I, mean, I think like, it was five. I think it was five. Five yeah. years. Yeah. I uh, with when I was with Paralandra, we did a charity gig where uh, Kimberly Caldwell, she was one of the contestants, uh, season two, I believe, uh, and has an amazing voice. Has got, I mean, she's pink light basically. She's she's really good, uh, but. She had a merch table where she was selling like her jewelry that she made in her handbags, and that's what she does as 
like her day job. And this was just a few years later. So, you know, right. even it's not, nothing's guaranteed. You can just say I was on the show at one point. But, well, wasn't uh, that one guy, that one guy in Branson, he's a realtor now. Wasn't he like top 10 or something like that? Jason, uh, God, what's his name? Jason, he lives in Branson. Ah, nobody else knows what I'm talking about. Jason Momoa? No. <laughs> no, there's a, a dude that lives in Branson. He was like a top 10 on one of the American Idol seasons, and now he's a realtor in Branson. He was doing Are you talking about Jake? Tribute. Are you talking about Jake? No. No, Jason. Gosh. Uh, let me. I'll look it up while we're while we're talking here. It's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, he, he he was doing that journey tribute in Branson before Bucky was, and um, now oh, he's yeah. What's his name? Jason. What's his last name? Um. Yep. Let me let me look it up here. Uh. Come on, Google. Uh. <laughs> Jason, what's his name in Branson that's a realtor? <laughs> Go Google. <laughs> Jason, oh, God. It's on the tip of my tongue. Do you, Jay, do you know what show he was um, on? I think it was American Idol, right? It was like one of the first few seasons or something like that. Can I? If I can flip up my phone, I've got his Julia number. says Is Jason he, uh, Yeager. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jason that's Yeager. Yes, yep. Yeager. That's yeah. yep. What was he on? What, what did he play? So whatever. Uh, dang it. <laughs> uh, well, I had it and I closed it out. No, that's all right. I think it was, I think, I thought it said Paolo, 2016. Are you wearing a Marcus Allen jersey? No, it's wow, uh, this is an exciting oh, podcast. A Marcus Allen jersey? <laughs> no, same number, but no, it's the honey badger. I wish I had a Marcus oh, Allen jersey. Gotcha. No, shit. I'm trying to see who's here. I can't even see the names. My eyes are so bad. 2015 uh, is one of these videos. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't see anything. Um, don't know, Jay. Um, so let me let me jump back over to our comments here. And Al, I'm gonna let I'm gonna take um, let you take this first one. Um, let's see here. Oh shoot. Now that I did that, it went all over the place. Um, Kim Garmory says, um, um, art and music to me are so subjective, uh, so you can judge it, but it doesn't make you correct. Um, Al, what are your thoughts on, on people judging uh, performances like this? Like, Do you feel like suddenly everybody's an expert? Or... It gives people something to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's for sure. Water cooler talk for the next day. It brings... Get you by, you know, day to day. Yeah. Uh, I'm going through here. Hang on one second. I'm trying to mute people if they're not talking because we're getting some some crazy noises. Oh, there we go. It was, it was Jay. No, it wasn't. It was Tara. Ha! Um, okay, so... Oops. Um... Uh, let me let me go to another one. Deb Klein says, um, "I would just say that I'm not a fan of these shows. The people on these shows, um, the only one who stands out to me is Adam Lambert because he's kicking it with Queen and he's damn good. I like him. Uh, there's a documentary about it. Yeah, I think that's on Netflix if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, so let me. Um, so I know I saw a question or something somewhere. Um, 
Okay. So, but I'll ask a question myself. What do you, I, and I'll, I'll go around with everybody. So I'll start with Chris. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on that, that take of it as far as um, those, those of us, if you will, sitting at home, um, giving our input. And most of the time we can't do any better than the people that are there. What are your opinions on the people that actually watch the show rather than the people that perform on the show? Well, obviously it's kind of like sports. Everybody's an armchair quarterback. You know, I could do better. Well, go try. I mean, some of us have been out there and done it. Uh, when I was playing with Rick in 09, we were playing clubs all the time, playing partial covers, partial originals, trying to get it moving further. But a lot of these people have never even attempted to do more than get drunk and get behind the mic at a karaoke night. And there are a lot of people out there that this is a good opportunity for them to actually highlight their talent. And I'm happy for it on that reason, but I can, I can say objectively as a musician and somebody who has studied music uh, on a deeper level, I'm, I look at it and go, well, I don't have to like the person to be able to objectively judge their performance. If you're singing a song I hate, but you sing it so well that I got to give you kudos, you've earned it. And right. there's a lot of people who just can't seem to get that concept in their head that you can do that. I mean, when you go judge a classical piano player and they're playing Bach, you don't have, you don't care about their take on it. You care how well they accurately reproduce it. That's exactly what these people are doing on these shows is trying to reproduce a song the best they can and maybe put their own voice into it. And if you could do that well, great. But this is why I like the concept of the new show is you're bringing original music in. So you have to write it, you have to compose it, and you have to perform it. These are things right. that most people at home, all they're going to be able to judge is whether they like it or not. And I'm fine with that. There's a lot of stuff I love musically where I can judge it and objectively say, I think this musician sucks, but without that person in the band, it just wouldn't be the sound that made him what they sound like. Like, honestly, my guilty pleasure, Mick Mars. I love his playing. I can play shit he doesn't. And that right there, it's, it's like, are you saying you're better than Mick Mars? No, I'm saying Mick Mars is the only Mick Mars around, but I'm me. But objectively, there are certain talents that I've worked towards and can do that he can't. However, he sold millions of records because he found a sound that works and... Yep they got it out there. So, I mean, you can't objectively do this. I can tell you Ingve Malmsteen is one of the best guitar players in the world, but I can tell you that I don't have a single album in my collection because I don't like his music. So that's right. why I'll disagree on that. You can't judge art. You can. But the thing is, is how honest are you being with it on what you're judging it on? There's so many great three chord songs out there that musically, as far as composition goes, they're so basic that, there's really don't have anything special about them except for how they get you to feel the emotion. For and sure. I, and, and I, on your I, point I like too, Chris, uh, Yeah. On your point too, Chris, with your example with Mick Mars too, I think he would fall under a category um, that everybody rates Mick Mars as a player by Motley Crue, but may not realize that maybe he is more capable than, yes. than what Motley Crue requires him to be. You know, and I'm sure there's a billion bands out there that are like that. The 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 people that comprise the the end result are better than than what they're doing in that project. Um, it's just they're playing what's needed for the part. 
So. Exactly. Like nobody would think that Mick is probably one of the most accomplished slide guitar players in all of rock and roll that's still alive. I mean, right. up to the levels right. of Dwayne Allman, but he doesn't the, the get a same chance could, to showcase the same it. Could be said, the same could be said with uh, John Five about his chicken picking. Oh, hell um, yes. It's, it's, but it's not required of you know Rob Zombie or, or Manson exactly. to, to be a chicken picker. So, um, Mitch, what about you? Uh, let's jump down to you and get your thoughts on the people that watch the show. Um, where do you stand on that? Do you feel like it's okay for them to, to judge? Do you feel it's um, created kind of a monster or where are you on that? Oh, I, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of ways to go with this. It's not a judging of a scene competition. It's a judging of a performance. And what we can say music is <clears throat> not judgeable or, or is judgeable. Like I, I, I absolutely judge music. I don't listen to music that I don't like. And I do listen to music that I do like. So I'm judging it right from the top. But uh, the the it's it, this is not a singing competition. This is a performance competition. Kiss was not the best singers, but they put on one hell of a show, man. And, yep. and that's that's kind of the point. Is that it has always been there. <clears throat> Motown, moving and dancing, all wearing the same suits. Music has always been well, as far as when there's live production, as far as visuals, has always been a production. You all dress up and put on the cowboy hats and cowboy boots if you play in a country band. I mean. It's, it is all like that. It, it, if you're doing a live performance, you're doing a live performance and you dress it a certain way. It's always visual. So I don't think this is a singing competition. This is a performance competition. Uh, yeah. And so I, I think that's, I think when you look at it from that aspect, you go, oh, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. Then, yeah, yeah. How can you best interpret this particular song? Uh, I think it generates interesting music. I, I'm all good with it. I'm all good with it in general. I totally agree with Tara with like it's the limits they put on ages malarkey that all i mean all the things they do but it's not a singing competition it's a reality tv show and reality tv shows are not real yeah no that's that's very true um jay what's your take on on the people that actually watch the shows um and and them being harsh critics and and instant experts oh god i don't know about the instant expert but i think the people that watch it maybe look forward to it weekly that's good put some positivity in their lives something to look forward to and somebody to root for and, uh as far as the armchair quarterbacks i'm not down with that but yeah you know. um, but i i can appreciate all styles of music like when i would watch those shows and yeah adam lambert right out the gate i thought he was just amazing vocalist you know and for sure yeah for sure. Yeah, there's some people that are on the show that are undeniable um, that are using that as a platform for their career. But probably if they had um, better networking and had a better in would be in the industry or in the business regardless. Is it um, still a thing? American Idol? Is it still? Does it still I, it's still, still it's still going. Um, they are on. Uh, let's see here. They're getting ready for their 19th season. So they've had 18 seasons under the belt. Um so and actually and and the reason probably jay that you think that is because it it was um from 2002 until um 2016 and then it took a two-year hiatus and was rebooted in 18 so um let's see here um i'm trying to see who's still um tyler we'll go to you what is what is your opinion on the people that actually watch the show that consume it from week to week i mean I don't know. It's, you know, I, anybody who's on the internet thinks that they know everything, you know, I mean, you can look at that by just, I mean, any topic you discuss, everybody thinks that they, you know, know everything. Um, you know, me personally, um, I'm going to like something, but I respect it. You know, I think as a musician, you have to respect all kinds of music. I don't listen to a lot of rap uh, or screamo stuff, but I mean, there's a talent in it, you know, 
I, I couldn't do it. So I think that you have to, number one, appreciate, you have to appreciate what you're watching and watch it for what it is. Um, you know, there, I think, I guess the thing that irritates me is that people that watch it that haven't been in that situation or know nothing about music and then, you know, want to judge what they think based on, okay, if you want to judge it based on was it good or not, that's one thing. But judging about, well, you know, he was really good, but, you know, he kind of looks like, you know, I don't like his story or, or whatever it may be. Like, well, I think that's the thing that bothers me the most is the people that watch it and think that they, you know, have a right to, um, I don't know what I'm looking for, as to judge it for other than anything other than it is. You know, when you watch a music show, you judge it. Was it good or not? You know, whether you liked it, maybe you didn't, but take it for well. I mean, I liked it, but it was good. Right. You know, so I think there's a lot of people that watch the shows that, uh, that don't have any knowledge of what they're talking about, but think that they do. And I guess that's my that's my problem, I guess. That was the long road to get with what I was trying to say. No, yeah, no, I totally understand that for sure. Um, let me, so yeah, let me get some of that craziness out. Um, so, um, Josh, what are, what are your, uh, thoughts on the people that actually watch the show? And do you think it's made, um, kind of an unfair, um, uh, an unfair take on things, if you will, for, for people just to judge music in general, regardless of beyond just the show even. You know, I think, um, uh... It's entertainment. I think half the people that watch it at least are there for the early part of it to see how bad people perform. And so there's that cringe factor that I got to see the train wreck uh, part of it. But uh, I've always felt that if I'm going to judge other musicians, I'm going to do it live at the club. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'll right. go see Dan and and I'll talk bad about him after his gigs or of course. Or, yeah. Or are you when you're playing? Uh, right. No, I, of course. But that, you know, we, I, I don't hey, know. we'd I talk mean, bad about you. If you'd ever play a show. Oh, <laughs> January 8th. Hey, there you go. January 8th. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I just first couple of years. I just, I enjoyed it, but I just lost it, man. It just, the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I, I think I, you and I are probably parallel in that. Like I watched it in the beginning, and then you started seeing all the major holes in in the um, it being obviously produced and not just produced, but overly produced. Um, mm -hmm. That it it just kind of takes the um, the uh, imagination away. You know, it 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 becomes too um, too real to see how how I don't even want to say how dirty the music industry is because at that point it's not the music industry. It's, it's a, it's a TV industry. Um, it's just a, a different medium. So, mm -hmm. um, let's see here, Dan, I'm going to unmute you. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on this as far as the people that watch the shows? <clears throat> uh, I'm not, I, I probably wouldn't be too hard on them. I think the I think the entertainment business is a magical and whimsical and insanity type of business for any of us on this panel to want to be a part of, uh, because we we always seem to like try to hold on to like a politically correct statement about whether or not people judge, and is it right to judge, and can music or can art be judged, and we all do it, we we just all do it just right. by nature. There's, there's, you know, if somebody doesn't like rap, then that's a form of judging. And yes, I agree that we should respect it, but there's still bands that I'm just like, I don't want to listen to that damn band. And it's a, and it's a band that everybody else thinks it's the greatest band in the whole entire world. Yeah. As a musician yourself, 
when you find out that someone doesn't like your music, oh my God, it's the most devastating. Like you don't understand me. Like you want to fight for it. Like like fucking, you know, like Braveheart. Like you don't understand me, and you you know these kinds of things. You get so passionate about it that someone doesn't like it, and meanwhile you've got other people in your life that are just like, I listen to your music, you know, on the regular. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're everything. So there's there's like always, no matter whether it's one of these these competition shows or not, there's always kind of a a bubble of judging. And I just don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I think using that word judging might be what's causing everyone to get off a little bit because we all are going to have our taste, our styles. I, I can, I've can i had moments with Kurt Cobain that brought me to tears. I, I, there's moments that I've had with his music. Other people are just like, fuck that guy. He's, he can't sing his way out of a paper bag. Okay, okay, but there's there's other people relate to it and there's a there's the story behind it it's how you relate to the music the style of it and so there's just i just don't think it's such a bad thing for the audience of these shows or for any of us or for anyone in the whole world to basically just kind of have what they feel as i guess it's a form of judging i i, I mean i guess i, I, I'm, I don't think a, i'm using I'll, the right I'll, words but you know what i'm saying it's it's just no, a, i do and I, I do think that judging is the right words because it goes deeper in my opinion um than just like um oh i like the way that she did the song and put her own spin on it most of the time the people at home are not saying that they're going like this oh she was flat right there oh i like that vibrato oh, oh listen well, to that run well that was yes. oh she was too sharp there she didn't hold that long enough or she ran out of breath i mean everybody's an expert that kind of thing and i don't think that i'll be honest as much as um i i wish that there wasn't as much of that kind of judgment going on everybody judges everybody on that like when jay stevens joined the the show tonight like i judged him on on how small his pecs were i mean there's I that so i know i was the same way <laughs> um let's see here um al um what is what is your opinion um on 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 people that actually watch the um uh oh you're muted uh it says i can't unmute you because you muted yourself uh what what is your take on the um on the people at home that watch these shows wrestling's not fake <laughs> it's real to me damn it <laughs> yeah it's just the uh, you know the corporation want to know. I mean, I don't know if they really even care or not. It's just it's entertainment for for Joe Schmo sitting at home right. smoking a doobie. I was like, oh yeah, I like this guy. You know, he sings pretty good. Yeah, he could throw a dozen things in front of him. He'd be like, that girl with the red <laughs> hair. Yeah, you, you see know, it is more that's, just that's topical entertainment. I'm not I'm not you know armchair quarterbacking or anything. Yeah, I just look at something and enjoy it or yeah. not. And, no, I get that know. for sure. Um, Tara, how about you? I mean, they're no, they're no shot glass True. or anything. True. But. Tara, what, what is your take on the people that watch at home? And and I want to take this from from you from a vocal coach um, perspective. Like, do you do you do you kind of despise the fact that everybody thinks they're an expert, or are are you usually doing the same thing? Are you like, oh, she was kind of flat there, or you know, what? How do you watch the show, and what do you think of the people that do? Well, I think generally speaking, I agree, I think with Mitch and Dan, when it comes to mostly agree with them, um, the audience, it's, it's there for them. Um, the, sh the show is, is built for what they think their audience is. So the people that are watching it, the general public that are watching it are 
just as judgy as we are. But I think some of the biggest armchair quarterbacks watching these music shows are the musicians. I've heard more people that are musicians saying, she's flat, she's sharp, she's this, she's fat, she's whatever. I've, I've seen that f from musicians. But I think general public does it as well. And I think that's fine. It's it's that kind of a show. We They're, they're putting themselves on that stage to be judged. We all right. are when we're on stage playing. We're, we're putting ourselves in that position to be judged by those people. And we hope they like what we do and come see us some more. So it, you have to understand of course you're going to be judged. Um, when it's a contest, it's a little bit different because when you're trying to draw a crowd, you're being judged one way. When it's a contest, there are three people telling you that that's the better singer than that. You know, so that's a little bit different when there's when it's actually a contest. But the audience watching and judging, of course they're going, she's flat, she's sharp. I like her her song, da 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 da. She was too move. She moved around too much. She didn't move enough. They're, we're all going to do that from a vocal coach standpoint yes of course i'm watching it with with an ear like that but i'm also looking for the passion behind the eyes as well so if i see someone who doesn't hit a wrong note they sing perfectly everything was amazing but there's nothing there yep. then i'm going to pick the one that had a few mistakes that actually loved what she was doing um so that's how i'm judging it if, if i'm watching it as an audience member that's how i'm doing it i'm looking for the total package and i don't just mean good looking i mean passion Passion. I mean, show, tell me, but make me believe that right. song. So that's how I watch as an audience member. Right. Well, and to be honest, um, as, as a as a former student, that's how you teach vocal. Also, um, is it's not always about being totally on pitch or totally on time. It's it's about having a reason to be there and and the and the passion behind it, uh, the story that you're telling. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um. Uh. I, I I think one other question that I've got for everybody is um. Um, how do you feel like shows like this affect a local scene or does it at all? Um, so Tara, since I've got you here, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that, that, um, almost, almost as a sidestep to the people at home watching, do you think that that creates people kind of an expectation of, well, if she's, you know, you watch, uh, Carrie Underwood, we, we've talked about her previously on tonight's show, um, that, um, well, why would I go and pay um, $5 to go and watch Machine Gun Symphony or to go watch Tyler Weeks play guitar if I can sit at home for free and watch so-and-so on on The Voice? Like, do you feel like there's a anything to that? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I think that people are going to go see live music if they're going to go see live music. I don't think these shows affect the people who go see your local live music. I don't think so. I think what it does affect, it's got the karaoke effect um, on, on the general public. Um, when you see people who are just waitresses ending up winning American Idol in six weeks, sometimes that may make the general, general public, the general waitress community think that they can be a, a famous singer as well, which is good. I mean, everybody should dream. I think that's fine. But the, the karaoke mentality is what I'm talking about. Everybody becomes the show uh, in karaoke instead of actually seeing the ones who've spent hours and hours rehearsing and everything. So it's it's a little bit different. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's the karaoke mentality of now the general public is the show. It might give some some general public the idea that they can do what's what's going on up on the stage. And maybe they can, maybe they can't. I don't I don't know. But I don't think it affects who's going out and seeing a live show and paying money because your TV is going to be there. Your internet's going to be there. 
but also these live musicians are going to be there as well. I, I just don't think the TV shows have affected attendance. Well, first of all, your internet's going to be there unless your name is Cody Schmidt. And then obviously, as everybody learned, his internet is not there. So, uh, <laughs> but and that's no. why we're sitting in a, we're sitting in a car in a parking lot because we had crappy internet where we were. So. Oh man. <laughs> um, but you actually, Terry, you bring up a good point too, that, um, on the opposite end of the spectrum is maybe it'll inspire somebody, but who does sit at home and watch this to go, you know what, if they can get up there in front of, uh, you know, God and everybody, uh, whoever the show's airing to. Maybe I can. Maybe I should start that band that I was thinking about doing, or that kind of thing. So you bring up a nice positive spin to that. That um, it's not all bad that comes from these shows. So no, I don't think so. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, let's get um, let's get Mr. Josh Poole in here and get your thoughts on uh, the people that watch at home. Like, and and, and that plus, um, what is what do you feel, if any, effect that it's had on uh, local scenes? Not even just ours, but everywhere. Oh, hang on. Do I have you muted or are you muted? Uh, I must have you muted. Yep. Boom. There, nope. Here you have you. There you go. You know, uh, I never really thought of if it had any effect on our shows. You know, I just kept plugging away when we're playing. And I know no one really came and talked much about those shows or the expectations ever really seemed to change of what we were doing when we were, when we play out. So um, as far as what, people's and people what's in people's minds when in the show i don't know what's going on but i think tara had a good breakdown of it so i would agree with pretty much what tara was saying yeah i i i agree as well i think i think she was um well spoken in that as far as yeah. um yeah i, I would agree with that I, for sure. I, most of the people that come out to see bands are just looking to have a good time uh unless it is some sort of karaoke competition and then then there may be that element to it uh, yes, but we were at a karaoke competition uh, when we were doing that broadcast at that sports bar, and no one was being judgy. They were all having fun. Uh, so I don't think that that's kind of bled into everyone's mindset that we're going to sit back and we're going to judge everybody harshly in these karaoke competitions either. I think everybody who attends those are wanting the best for everybody who gets up on stage. Cause it takes a lot of guts, especially if you don't do it on the regular. So. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brian Betancourt, by the way, uh, in the comments says uh, to the point earlier, disturbed, love that band, but then um, they do the sound of silence and you can see that there is way more talent going on than, uh, than that's not utilized. Um, so yeah. Um, hearkening back to uh, the conversation I had with Chris here. Um, that, uh, yeah, sometimes it's just not all your talent isn't called for in the, in the project that you're in. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily, for the most part, I don't, I wouldn't say that for a local level, but for, you know, some assigned, um, artist or something like that, I think it's kind of more in that vein, but, um, let's see here. Uh, Tyler, what is, what is your thoughts? Uh, good morning, Tyler, wake up. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the people that watch at home? Um, and, and, I've, and since you've tried out for these kind of shows, I think you might have a unique perspective as well. Meaning as far as like, has it, has it affected yes. local music? Um, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I said, I, I've done it, but there's been a lot of times too, where I've went to a bar and saw somebody I didn't even know that was a 10 times the singer that a big name was. I mean, we've opened for um, uh, Uncle Cracker, Cheryl Crow, and I mean, I've opened for some big names. And like, there's a lot of them when they're not produced, 
you know, you're listening to their albums that are all overproduced, but when you listen to them live, like there's right. a lot of them that aren't that good, you know? And I mean, you got somebody who, who, like you said, is a waitress, you know, at a restaurant somewhere who gets up on stage to sing karaoke and like completely yeah. just, just kills it, you know? So I don't think, uh, I don't think it, it's hurt local music by any means. What about, all. what about, um, what about you as music? a performer? Like not, not Tyler Weeks, but somebody in, in your shoes kind of thing that maybe they went on there and thought that they honestly were good enough and then, you know, got turned away or didn't get accepted. Um, and then they, they lose that confidence in themselves, even on a local level. Do you think that exists? Absolutely. Um, yeah. that, that absolutely does. Um, because, you know, I lived it and I told my mom after, uh, you know, after America's Got Talent at 18, there was two different shows. And I mean, I didn't even get, you know, 30 seconds and like, well, you know, we're not what we're looking for. And I told her, I said, I will never do this again, you know, and, and I have never done it again. I'm not a fan of, of talent shows. Um, just because me personally, you know, I guess I'm sensitive to that kind of thing, you know, and like when I spent my whole life doing something, if someone's like, you know, that really wasn't that great or not my cup of tea, like I take offense to it, you know what I mean? And that's a personal issue that I have, you know, I mean, it's not, you're not right or wrong by, by not liking it or liking it, but me, yeah, I mean, it's a confidence thing for sure. And like, you know, as, as I told you earlier, like I was a legit singer and then somebody there showed up in like a giant you know, Easter bunny costume who was a terrible singer and got passed to the next round, you know? And so, I mean, yeah, I mean that, I mean, that's definitely a kick in the nuts for sure. You know, like, well, maybe had I showed up in something outlandish or some kind of crazy outfit, you know, then they might've given me a second glance. Correct. So I for sure think it's confidence. Um, but you know, music is a, such a spiritual outlet that I wish everybody could have though, you know, um, Absolutely. whether you're, whether you're in the local scene or you're, or, or you're rich and famous, um, you know, you can take people up, you can take people down you can smack them on the ass. You can go tell them to sit in a corner. You can do anything that you want to, you know, that's the power of music. And you know, that that's a high, unless you've done it, you have no idea what it is, you know? So, but, to, to, but yeah, I definitely think there's a, definitely a confidence issue for sure. When you got, and then you got people like Brock who didn't affect him at all. You know, I mean, they, they went on the show, and because, I mean, he took it for what it was and he knew, you know, they knew when they started going into it that like, OK, well, this is going to be a, a reality TV production. And, um, right. you know, whenever the band purposely messed up their song or like cut the whole last verse out of it on purpose on television to make it look like they messed up, you know, he he never lost that confidence, though, you know, and they right. came back here and just killed it. So, you know, I think it depends on who you are as a person, though, you know, somebody yeah, like me. True. For somebody like me, yeah, you know, I'm 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 a little sensitive, and I'm gonna probably you know get a little upset. I think somebody yep. like Dan, who, and I don't mean it in a bad way at all, who's who's probably more hard, and like Dan's probably not gonna care, you know. Well, you know, you don't have to listen to it, kind of thing. And I think it's right. just who you are as a person, you know, and who you are as an artist. Some some you can handle it, maybe you can't. But I definitely yeah, no, think it has true. an effect, though. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right on that. Um, so Dan, going to you next. What what is your take on on? on its trickle down effect if any uh, on the on a, on not a on not excuse me not ours but a local music scene um the only thing i would add because i think everyone's making great points uh the only thing i would add though is uh the one thing that i think that hopefully they would do for some musicians if they're an open-minded type um, is to just show you how much work and effort gets put into these shows, whether you like them or not. 
I mean, I actually drove Tara to St. Louis for that audition and they wouldn't let me in. So I had to spend like eight hours in St. Louis, like just by myself. I basically went and drank beer, of course. But um, there was 10,000 plus people there auditioning just for this one city. So the amount of the amount of organization and the money and the renting that venue just to do the auditions and the the cameras and the I mean the list millions of dollars and and thousands of hours worth of work goes into these shows to whittle it down to somebody who is maybe hopefully a little better than the 70,000 people that audition. The only thing I would hope that would inspire some local musicians to think about is how much work it might actually take to become great. The thing that annoys me a lot around here and around other local scenes is when a band has a rehearsal or two and then they go book a gig and they just get up there in their jeans and their their dumbass shirt and they basically aren't any good because they haven't put any effort into anything. They don't understand how much work it takes to become actually great. And regardless of whether you like these shows or not, the amount of work, effort, money, time, energy that's being put into them, and for that person to walk out on that stage and to sing is a pressure that somebody just jamming at shuffle on a Thursday night does not understand. They don't understand how much work it takes to actually become that great. When you start talking about the Michael Jacksons or the the Beatles or the Led Zeppelins or the bands that have just been like, out of this world, you don't do that by just rehearsing three times and book a show at the riff. You, that's not how right. you do it. You got to yep. put shit tons of work into it. And to me, that's the inspiration I get from some of these situations is just imagining how much effort's been put into this um, in order to make it a very, very successful TV show. Even if it is a TV show and you don't like that idea, tons of work has been put into making it as successful as it is. And I just wish local musicians, not just here, all over, would start to get a fire under them as to how much work it really takes to become great. It's not just because you guys are buddies and you learned how to play this song and it sounds half-ass good. You gotta, you gotta really, all of it, your logos, your photography, your band, your rhythm section, your, your fashion, everything is part of it. We've all sat here and talked tonight about how it's a performance and it's a look and yeah, maybe if Tyler did dress up like Howdy Doody, he might've got the gig. I don't know. Right. I mean, nope. if that, if we're admitting that that might actually be part of the gig, then let's go ahead and think about that and be like, well, what, what could I do to stand out more? You know, things like yeah. how much work For it would sure. take. For sure. Um, so putting a, a, a kind of another unique spin on things, uh, I want to go to Mitch over here. Mitch, do you think that, um, I'll kind of morph the question a little less from um, its effect on the local scene and more to um, do you think it's um, been a good influence on the next generation or, or youth in general um, to kind of want to follow some some uh, musical aspirations like as far as taking lessons perhaps or or something to that effect? I think your mic's on mute on your end, by the way. Yep, there we go. Um, you know, all that type of stuff inspires people, you know, whether you see the Beatles coming over to be, uh, you know, and I, I want to play in a band, I want to do this. I think all that inspires people. I don't know if it's made a huger or a, a more impact onto it. I mean, music 
suffuses our lives all the time. Oddly enough, this is a podcast where there's no music right now, and then, right. that's all that we're talking about. But in general, it's everywhere, right? It suffuses everything. It is interesting to see, uh, you know, we're talking about kind of uh, with artists wanting to play. I, I, my church band I've been playing with for six or seven years, and we usually have somebody new that comes in, and maybe you know, every week we'll have somebody that comes and sings, and there are people that have played with bands, and there are people that haven't played with bands, and the people that have never played with bands and just did karaoke go, oh, this is a whole different sort of situation, right. playing with somebody live and having to know you know what you're doing, when you're doing you, there, there's no There's no screen to read the text off of, so it's it's definitely when you see people that are inspired by, hey, I can sing, but then seeing the realities like Dan was talking, it's not just like getting up and singing karaoke. It is, you gotta, you gotta be on your game. You have to know, you have to be at a certain level of professionalism. Uh, so I think that's kind of a, that's an interesting take onto it. I think it does inspire people. Um, but yeah, as far as, as far as uh, getting in and, and inspiring the next generation, you know, the thing is we all have a voice. We can all sing. Well, I can't sing. Uh, and I can't sing well. I mean, I can sing, but not well. Nobody wants to hear me, so I kind of know my place on that. But this is the thing where, you know, everyone, that's that's the first musical right. instrument, right? Isn't that what it said? Like, that's the very first musical instrument was, was that's why we have these shows and not uh, guitar playing shows or, you know, or uh, bass player shows or, well, <laughs> drummer shows. I wouldn't even get past it. And speaking on that point real quick, too, I think it's, I'm wanting to say it's metal injection. I'm not sure, but there's somebody I just found on YouTube that actually has a YouTube show um, and it does. It is just for guitar players. And they had like three seasons of, of guitar shredding. Another uh, fourth season, I think, was for drummers. Um, so it's it's nice to see. But you're right. On As far as a televised show, um, yes, it is more vocal. Okay. Drummers always get yeah, the show. Yeah, they probably have a good 75. They do. <laughs> they probably have a good 75 or 80 followers on that, right. that channel. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, yes, you're right. They, they're, they're nowhere near the millions and millions of, of people reached. Uh, on on something that's on broadcast television for sure, but that's that, you know that's kind of the point that we can all sing. We can all we, everybody's singing along in the car. Everybody has that ability to at least sing along. Whether you're good or you're bad, you have that capacity to do it. You, if you have a voice, you can sing, you can talk, you can communicate. And I think that's why that's the big appeal of these shows. And yeah, I think it does probably inspire some people, which is why you have a stadium full of eighty thousand people trying to try out for this one show. I mean, if if it didn't have that big of an impact, you wouldn't have. These large amounts of people auditioning for this type of thing. So, uh, yeah, it makes an impact. It's just where's the rubber meet the road in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, for sure. I get that for sure. Um, I want to um, kind of change the question yet again. And I'm going to go to one of our um, French girls, uh, Jay Stevens. <laughs> Can you draw me like one of your French girls? Um, Jay. I'm th I'm, I think this is going to be my grinder profile. Uh, I picture. approve. Well, um, <laughs> so uh, I think I think you're. Uh, I hope your battery's charged. You're going to get a lot of hits. Um, so <laughs> so I want to morph this question, uh, and I'll start with you, Jay. If you had the opportunity, would you be on a show like this? I uh, if it was super easy. Maybe I, I would not go a, a I'm way too old for most of these ones, but I'll tell you a story. When I was a radio DJ in new Orleans was when yes. in excess was doing that supernova show. And somehow I got like a front of the line pass uh, just because whatever I, you know, I would mean, right. because I was on the radio and people knew I was a singer and 
I did really well in the audition round and made it to the next round, but then uh, I couldn't do it because I had the radio show and it would be uh, sway like, too many So conflict of interest is what you're talking so about. So I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, but it, I had a good time doing that, but I didn't have, I had right. the VIP experience. I didn't have Correct. to wait in the sun for eight hours and with a bunch, you know, so my experience was a little bit different. I don't think I would, uh, I like if there was all age one and it came to Springfield, I wouldn't do it. I'd probably go down there and interview some yeah. people for the show, but I would not, uh, no, I'm 51 years old, dude. You know, I'm, I've got, I feel like I've got a glitch in the matrix doing what I'm doing, right? Play like 50 shows a year and make good money. And I get the, <laughs> which, and honestly, Jay, good for you on that, because uh, the fact that you're still able to do what you enjoy uh, first and foremost, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Crazy, um, right? And, and you know, if I'm asking myself this question, I don't know that I would because um, even though I'm a, I'm a lead singer, I don't have that lead singer ego, meaning I am more of a team player. I would rather it, I would rather it be um, you showcasing my band than showcasing me um, because it's it's a group effort, you know, and I, I want my my uh, cohorts or my coworkers, if you will, um, to be recognized equally with me. I don't want to take all the you know, it's. Uh, that's, that's not what people see when they come to see Jared. That's not what people see when they, when they go to see Jay Stevens, you know, it's, it's a collective effort. And so, um, and I think that's, I, I try to, I, I try to steal the show. I think Let's that that's, um, well, of course. And, and just like, we've got some people here trying to steal some shows. Um, uh, yeah, that, let's uh, do it. Tara, adjust your camera for Jay, by the way. Oh God, I knew something was going to make us go off the rails, but who knew it was going to be <laughs> this? Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, he's got his shirt off too. Yes. <laughs> I'm already in my underwear, so. Oh my God, this is amazing. This is too funny. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to and I haven't been wearing pants at all since we started. Yeah, so. just tuned in now, they're going to go, whoa, what is going on? I haven't been wearing pants since January. <laughs> yes! No, people... <laughs> I think people expect it, unless Tara takes her pants off. Uh, well, you know, as far as, oh, yeah, it's Jared's podcast. Of course, there's going to be a bunch of naked guys on it. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Okay, so um, I want to jump over um, to the right here. Um and Chris, once you get your 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 spectacles cleaned off, um, what is what is the chance of you doing a show like this? If it if you had the opportunity, is this something that you would you would jump on or lay out on? Uh, you know, I'm not a good singer. Well, I'll be honest. That's why I was looking for right, you and all then those years you found ago. me and up and left you some gun. Um, Little trivia for you, for yeah, those that may not know, um, Chris is the one that actually um, started um, the idea of Sunset Strip as far as the band name and that kind of thing. And he and I were working on putting something together, and he ended up moving, and I kind of did a pivot into another band uh, that was starting up. And I, I messaged Chris and said, hey, that name that you're probably not going to use since you know you live right next to the Sunset Strip in, in California, can we use that? And you're like, by all means. So uh, thank you for that, by the way. But um, let's, let's yep. kind of... Let's for you. Let's let's uh, shift this to if they had a guitar version per se. Is this something that you would do, or or are you kind of leaning more towards like I am, where you're like I just want to be a part of a group and a band. 
you know, and we're us guitar players, we get a bad rap because we always, you know, we want to play solos and stuff and that's fun. But, you know, as much as I like, say, Paul Gilbert and, you know, Steve Vai and guys like this, I don't want to go to a show just to see that. I want to see the whole front man doing his job. I want to see the bass player keeping everything, you know, grounded, drummer doing his thing. I, I want to see the whole thing work out. And when I was playing with Rick Short, it was a small four piece and everybody thought I might have a problem with him and his sax. But instead, I wanted to just see more of it. How could we integrate that more and get the most different sound that we could get? Just, you know, like when we were looking at the set list, I'm seeing some of the things that you guys were playing with Ivan Crow, and I'm like, oh, we could do so much cooler stuff. And I would be down for something that focuses more on the band, which is why I brought up the post is because, I mean, you're not just there for a singer, a, you know, American Idol's named just because of that is you're looking at a pop idol, somebody to worship a single person versus I want to see something like, uh, you know, this, this no covers where they're doing their own thing and you're seeing a whole band progress, you know, I, I just really think that would be more beneficial to people who want to become a band member. I mean, because you're seeing a lot of people who want to sing, but it takes a lot of work to learn an instrument, become proficient, and then find a group of people who are like-minded enough to do something you all love. And if you can do that and it shows, then, you know, I'm going to be rooting for that person. I mean, the best thing I found in Idol was Bo Weiss singing a cover of, uh, Badlands, you know, a song that was just a slide guitar and the singer uh, because it had soul to it. And a lot of this is, it's not about putting your own spin on it or, you know, adding your own soul to it because it's not yours. You're just latching onto somebody else's. So I would love to do something like a show where I'm part of a band and that band gets a chance to go through the yes, process. For sure. <laughs> I want you to know I'm listening very, very intently. But yeah, yeah we're, we're so we're so amped up on the shenanigans. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> yes, for sure. And by the way, I see that you asked how do you add to the comments. Um, you should have there should be a, a comment section here. Um, either that or they the, the other people might be um, just on their on a second device or something um, adding comments in. Um, let's see here, um, Dan. Yes. yes. I Dan, what is through. what is your? <laughs> I don't even know what the damn, damn question was. Uh, Dan, uh, hit us with something controversial. Ready? Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, while we were on this uh, podcast, I peed in this cup. Perfect. Look at that. I filled it up. <laughs> that's, that's like thirty-two ounces of pee. You guys didn't even know I did it. Well, I hope you don't have any Mountain Dew nearby, and you accidentally, you know, do the oopsie. Well, the question was whether or not I would ever do one of these contests, and the answer is definitively no way, Jose. I would never enter a contest like this, ever. Why is that? I don't know. I just have never – I've been very nervous, and uh, those things scare the shit out of me. I, I, just don't, I just don't like them, and I wouldn't want to be in that situation, like, at all. Um, yeah. the, I don't know. I've just always been more like I, I just want to perform on my home turf. So whatever it was I was doing, whatever band I was in, that was that's where I was comfortable. Like I don't even like doing guest spots with other bands. You know how we all do that around town. 
I'm, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that stuff either. Uh, not that yep. I necessarily hate it or anything, but I just, I don't feel comfortable when I get on stage being backed by a band I don't really know. Or I've never That's played exactly with before. That's exactly where I am. Yeah, I'm pretty so selective have, about that too. Yeah. I have a comfort zone that, that contests just, you know, I I rarely sing karaoke, and whenever I do, I've got to be pretty hammered, and I only do one song. And yeah, even, you do. And even then, I do that one song every time, so I've almost kind of gotten comfortable with the theatrics I add to that song. What and, is that? And, Islands in the Stream, or what song is that? No, it's uh, uh, Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Oh yeah, yeah, and Enrique Iglesias, yeah. Iglesias, um, and I draw the mole, and I get into the hole because I love that he's so passionate about that song. It's like overkill, and so I is. like doing it. You know what else is overkill is that mole because even Enrique has had that removed in recent years. So I know, I know. <laughs> I I draw mine on a good size of a quarter or so. But anyway, <laughs> you it, thought it was it's a only mole because was really I've, I've gotten comfortable with just doing that. But I've I've never never seen karaoke. I don't. I just don't like doing things out of the box like that. I'm I'm a puss. Well, I'm and Dan, you'll be the first to to um, second this, but um, I, I'm too structured for that. Like, I want to know how yeah. you're. Are you going to cut this part short? How are you ending the song? That kind of thing. Um, are you doing something in the middle that I don't know about? Like, there's there's all those unpredictabilities, and I don't want to be the one up there looking like a fool because I don't know your spin on it, kind of thing. So I'd rather yeah, lay back. Well, and like I got up and sang with Violet one time, and at the end of the song, I jumped up on the kick drum, which is which I. That's kind of what I've done, and right. uh, she she almost uh, pulled my intestines out of my fucking ass in the parking lot over it. Um, just about beat the shit out of me for jumping on her drums. Well, I right. I didn't know that she had such a problem with it, and it's those kind of moments that I. I'm just like, I don't want to do it because I'm, I'm just going to end up, I don't know the jive of everybody and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> right. So yeah. Those contests sure. are kind of like that. I just, I used to compete when I was younger, believe it or not, I used to play the banjo and I used to do banjo contests when I was like 11, 12 years old. And I even competed with Allison Krauss one time over in Illinois. She was a fiddle player. And so we knew each other when we were kids and I hated that shit. I hated competing. Ugh. Blech. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so I would assume that if. Sorry. Hey, Dan, you know what you call a banjo player's what? girlfriend? A relative minor. <laughs> uh, Mitch is always a fan of a good banjo joke. If you want to hear some, check out the last <laughs> episode where we had Mitch here in the studio. Um, speaking of which, Mitch, I've got to get you over here in the new, in the new digs. Um, but yeah, uh, Mitch is always quick on the draw for a good banjo joke. Or is it called a band joke? Or is it, you know, band joke? Yeah, a band joke. <laughs> no, the band joke is called a joke itself. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, Tara, what is your your thoughts on this? As far as would I know, you said that you've tried out for one, but let's let's kind of again morph the the question to if if for example, I'll I'll use myself. If I said, hey, I'm going to take all this fancy equipment and I'm going to go downstairs to the riff and I'm going to start producing a weekly um, episode of The Voice, essentially um, on a local level, is this something that you would do? And do you think it would be a uh, a positive thing or a negative thing for the local community? Well, um, 100% I would do it. I, I just, I don't know. I've, I've almost done the Friends karaoke contest before and I just didn't have time to put forth the effort, blah, blah, blah. But I'm definitely one of those. I've never won a contest and I don't expect to. 
Um, it's the weirdest thing ever, but um, not saying I'm that great. I'm not saying that, but it, it's just, it, it's, it's a contest atmosphere. I've done it many, many times and I'll do it again. I will say, I just remembered, I auditioned for Nashville Star also back, um, that was before the voice because they allowed old people like me and I was only like 35 but anyway I would totally do it and I think if there was a something like that that happened um locally I think that'd be fantastic I I, I don't see any problem with with people doing that because like Dan said though it is treacherous sometimes getting up there auditioning for a show in Branson sucks ass it's just it's 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 a it's a thing that happens to you when you get up there on the stage and when you've done it enough, when you've done it enough, it's, it actually, it actually becomes like, um, a job in a way. So some of the nerves go away, but I would totally enter a contest again. Um, not with the expectation of winning, of course, but just, just for that exhilaration, I think. And just for, um, not really competing necessarily, but just the, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm a lead singer. I've got that lead singer ego. I want right. to show off, for sure. you know, I love that. And I, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. And I think, I think, I think you would, would find, for the community. and I think part of it is you find it refreshing to have a different, um, kind of like what we're, what we've talked about over the the course of tonight's show is the different gimmicks that each of these shows have. So like with the voice, it's yeah. about a bigger age range. It's not about the looks. That's why they're facing backwards or, um, you know, with, uh, also with the voice where they have coaches and that kind of thing. And you see their growth. Um, yeah. so it's a different yeah. gimmick, if you will, as, as opposed to like Violet just playing a show and people coming. It's yeah. a different spin on things oh totally and i've i've jammed so many times in my in my live music career on piano and stuff like that so i'm used to that sit-in thing i'm used to the jamming with people um so it, it's not foreign to me it's not weird um but i'm not saying it's right either it's it's just your thing or it's not your thing and i i prefer actually to see a band do their own show i don't really get into the jams when it's it breaks up what they're doing unless they're that kind of band. If they're already just kind of a slow paced jam band kind of band, then, then get your jammers up there. But if you've got a thing going on and then you see a friend in the audience and you bring them up, that's why Violet doesn't do it very much. I might add, have the waitress who happens to be Aaron or something, get up and sing, or Dan gets up and sing or something like this, but I don't just pick out friends in the audience because it just breaks up what we're doing on, on the stage. Um, so that's just a preference thing too, when it comes to jamming. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and so that's, so, um, I think when Dan was talking earlier, I, I talked about like, I don't want to be up there in your show because the unpredictability of what you and your band might do. Um, and on the opposite, I've for a long time been extremely anti having people come up and join because as a band member, like I've worked my ass off for, for weeks and months to, to do our thing the way that we're doing it and to do it the best of our abilities to throw some unknown. Um, you never know how it's going to turn out. They may do way better than you and that would be great. Um, but you know, maybe they're going to sidestep and they're going to forget a, what the second verse is, or, you know, there's going to be something. And it's like, well, what about all the work that the rest of the bandmates put into it? And, um, only for somebody else to, to get up there and change it. And then it's like all that work was almost for nothing. Yeah. I think that's what open mic nights are for. If you want to yeah. go, if you want to go jam, go to an open mic night. But I, I, when a band is already rehearsed and doing their thing, I'd, I'd prefer not to see jammers unless it's just one person. And, and it's like, it's, it seems like it's clicking and, and they've done it before or something with that band. I don't know. That's just a preference thing of mine. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. Um, I'm going to go up here to Deborah's Dirty Dog. 
<laughs> and uh, get your your take on this. If um, if you were able to do a show like this, um, you dirty dog, would uh, would you jump on the opportunity? And if so, um, on a scale from one to ten, how many clothes would you be wearing? Uh, well, uh, I'm a bass player, so there aren't a whole lot of bass idols out there. So uh, the possibility of it happening is very slim. Um, so almost zero. But I would say no, I wouldn't do it. I'd X that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. No, uh, I just, yeah, I just I'm not a lead singer, not a frontman. I know where my strengths are, so no. But if there were auditions to be in the band, I would, I'd be open for that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> you guys are cracking me up to no end. I love it. Um, putting pie over there on the left. Um, if 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 uh, we were to have a local one, is that something that you would see as a positive or possibly a negative? I, I could be a positive. I wouldn't be in it because I'm a very 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 bad singer. Uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about as we have this discussion is. We're all kind of band centric, right? And most of us are like, I want to be in the band, do this. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> that scared me with Tara. I was like, ah, Tara's being attacked. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what is actually a competition and you're being judged by and nobody really cares about the musicians? Like musicals. I mean, I love musicals. I, I, I love to watch musicals. I, I love them. But nobody ever talks about how great the band was. But everybody that auditions for musicals going in and being judged not necessarily in their singing. They're all top tier singers, which I think is what you get with these types of these types of uh, shows. They're all very good singers. The people that make it into that, you know, that that coveted ten spaces or whatever, but they're being judged on their performance. And so, when you get into like a musical, you know, I love Les Mis. Like that's I think that's the best musical of all time. Les Mis Robin is, is like the best musical. But when you're going to cast for Jean Valjean, there's going to you're going to get 10, 15 people that are all fantastic musicians or singers. What, what are they doing? You're judging them on the way they have their performances, the way they interpret what it is. And I think that's kind of what these these competitions are. You don't necessarily have to be an expert to judge them. You just have to be you're judging on the way you are reacting to them. So like Tara said, it doesn't matter so much if you're if you're flat or you're sharper here or there. It's how that performance goes. But musicals are absolutely a thing where nobody cares about the musicians. Everybody cares about that one single person. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, and I, I think this will kind of be where I end this on with everybody is um, I feel like shows like The Voice and, and et cetera. Um, and I don't want to keep going to that specific show because it's all of them. Um, I feel like it's only helped feed the pandemic, if you will, of um, exactly like what you're talking about, Mitch, as far as people not recognizing the other the other people that that um, uh, comprise the end product. So um, you could we talked about Carrie Underwood and, and uh, Kelly Clarkson, et cetera. But I bet nobody in here could name all the band members for Kelly Clarkson's band. Um, and so I think that's kind of been a, a negative connotation that shows like this have um, unfortunately brought upon us. Um, whereas we can all, you know, name everybody in in uh, Led Zeppelin or in in uh, ACDC or, you know, Van Halen, et cetera. Um, so I think that's kind of a, a different thing um, nowadays. And I think that it's been accelerated by shows like these. Um, so uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> oh, now we're back to Hutch. Um, <laughs> so Hutch. Uh, <laughs> dude, you're killing me. I love it. Um, so would uh, I'm trying to think. So let, let me back this up. If um, first of all, do you play an instrument at all? 
do you are do you sing? Do you do you dance? Do you uh do you strip? Do you anything like this that would be eligible for a show like uh X Factor or America's Got Talent or something, perhaps? Hello, I'm Shadow Stevens, your center square. Uh, I, I cook. That's oh. about it. Uh, I had a friend that was on Forged in oh, really? Fire, though. That was cool. He he was totally frazzled out. You could tell or high or something, but I could I could tell he wasn't taking it well. But he lost like second round or whatever. But I I do cooking. Uh, that's about it. I can't do any musical instruments. I'm a, I got the face Aww. for radio. That's what that's what I do. I hear the back, the back end. end. Uh, let's see here. I've lost somebody and they've they've come back. Oh my god, you guys, you're killing me. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, here here's I think what we're gonna do before this thing completely before this completely gets off the rail. We can hear you, Tara. <laughs> click 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 click. Um. Hang on, let me let me um There you go, Tara. Well, she's not even here. See there? Let's try it again. She's trying it again, maybe. Look at the old un oh there we go. We hear, hear you, Tara. Her. We hear you. Okay. <laughs> but I can't hear you. I don't um, know what's going on. It's probably my know. screen name. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. Um, so, um, whoa, Jay, whoa, <laughs> down boy. <laughs> okay, so real quick, you guys um, could be talking about me. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, one more time. Okay. Um, so real quick here, before we before we uh, wrap up and and get you guys off of here, um, so I want to do something fun while we've got uh, nine people here. Um, for those of you watching at home that are not in this uh, in one of these little video boxes here, um, so that would be let's see here, Elky, Deb Klein, um, Brian, you folks that are watching. Um, why don't, why don't we play, uh, you guys have kind of started without us, but why don't you play, let's play a little game of tic-tac-toe and, uh, ask us anything. If we get the question right, um, then we'll, we'll consider that, um, your spot. So, uh, the first two people that will comment down below and that's how we'll, we'll end the, let's see if, uh, oh, uh, come on. There we go. Okay. Um, so yay, Elky, here. yay. Um, okay, so Elke, go ahead and um, ask a question. You can you can have you can select any of us to answer, and we'll we'll tic tac toe our way. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, I like how Puddin' Pie has uh, changed his name uh, for Jay. <laughs> Good stuff, man. That's fun. Um, yeah. Also, while we're waiting on these, um, let's let's start up at the top. And um, I know some of us have shows coming up; some of us don't. So um, I'll start with you, Tyler. Do you have any any shows or any gigs, or where can people catch you um, next? Nope, still just at the karaoke bar right so now. So you are you are so doing karaoke over at Friends, is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, that's actually where I'm getting ready to jet to head to. Um, but uh, nope, no, no shows right now. Everything uh, we were talking about opening back up for Christmas at Main Street, oh, but gotcha. they decided not to do that. So, um, I, yeah, that's that's closed indefinitely at this point. So I'm, uh, I'm just doing the. Uh, what what nights right are you there? Uh, Wednesday, Dang. Thursday, Friday. I should have said, what nights are you not there? Yeah, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, so um, I'm actually I'm actually looking for a, a side gig at maybe oh, yeah? or something, you know. If, <laughs> if uh, you know. I actually well, think they're closed bummer. now, so maybe not. Um, okay, so um, we've got Elke here making her first tic tac toe move. Uh, what's your greatest musical accomplishment, Tara? Oh boy, this is where we we get to hear about the Statler brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tara, Tara go ahead. Talking, Tara loves talking of this subject. That was a great question to ask Tara. She That's loves a great it. question. That's funny of her to. <laughs> How do we know if it's it. right or wrong, though? I think she knows the, right? the, the joke. What? Right or wrong? What? How do we know if it's right or wrong? Isn't this like a yes or no type of question, or a right? Yes, these should up? be yes or no. These should be yes or no questions for sure. Yes uh, or no. Klein, or Deb Klein with the hashtag of the night <laughs> going off of Mitch's name tag there. Um, wow. Okay, here we go. Um, I'll start with Brian Betancourt. Brian says, um, Hutch, what is one instrument you wished you could play? Oh, wait, I have you muted. Uh, <laughs> let me fix that. I have you muted. Okay, cool. I was thinking about it. I did take uh, some uh, guitar lessons from... Uh, well, back then it was Shane and uh, Tuck, but it we 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 did a good uh, several weeks of lessons and stuff, and then it just turned into we're getting together and drinking beer, and then we stopped bringing our guitars and just drinking beer. <laughs> Fair, but uh, Fair. yeah, guitar, bass, something like that. Okay, um, so we'll, we'll we'll change over to Deb Klein. She she asks you, um, who is the greatest uh, YouTube cover band in the world? Oh, of course, shot glass, you know. There you go. Okay, so um, there we go. We've got no, De Leo. Well, Deb's in the middle. <laughs> so uh, I will, um, let's see here. Get that out of the way. Uh, Elke and Brian, give us some more questions. Deb, you too. Um, and uh, moving right along, Josh, uh, where can people see you next? Uh, you can see me next January 8th. We are playing at the Outland, uh, the debut for Identity Crisis, and uh, we're getting booked pretty fast after that, too. So I don't have all our dates, but we're we're booking. So that'll, that'll be a nice change of pace, probably, to, to play downtown. Yeah. Yeah, I hear the club's going to be amazing when it's done. Very cool. Yeah, I, I know they put a lot of work into it, so I'm very excited for them and excited to, to go and check it out in person. So, um, yeah, so do check out Josh there uh, at the turn of the year and uh, check out Identity Crisis. Uh, while we're waiting for more questions, um, Mr. Dan Fritz, uh, where can people catch you next? Uh well, just the just the just our podcast we do live on Thursday nights is all we're doing right now. Uh, we're not yeah. playing we're not playing shows uh, right now, so we just do every Thursday night uh, the Unsung Screamers, uh, and <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're we're we just current events, uh, 
bullshit. Opinion, comedy, uh, stuff like that. So yeah. that's kind of what Tara and I are doing now. But did you ask me what my greatest musical accomplishment was? No, but I no, but yes. <laughs> my greatest musical accomplishment was I know that one. I, no, I, you don't know it. Nobody in the no. group knows it. I don't even know if Tara, Tara knows this story, but she doesn't know that I think it's my greatest musical accomplishment. Is back in the olden days, I had one of those alarm clocks that sat by my bed, and you know you could set it to where the alarm would go off like eh, 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 like that. Or the radio. Or you could set it to where it would be the radio playing whenever your alarm goes off. And one morning, I actually woke up to my own song on the radio. Oh, wow. Hey, That was awesome. awesome. I like woke It was the weirdest thing because I just, it came on and I woke up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it was just that I was on the radio. No, that's really cool. That was my greatest musical accomplishment. Love it. That's something to be proud of for sure. Um, uh, Tyler Marjorie asks, uh, where did you go to high school? Me? Buffalo. Buffalo. All right. I'm counting that as a a win. So on our little board here, we've got, uh, the top spot and the middle spot taken. So, um, Deb or Elky, give us some more, man. Come on. Uh, Jay, looks like you've got something to say. That's what I was going to say. Um, for the win, it looks like. Yeah. Where's the winning square? As it should be. Go to go to one eight hundred Bang J for the win. Oh, look at this! Oh, now, no. now nobody is in there for the win. No. Oh, we've been sidestepped. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Brian Betancourt J says, uh, "Was Billy Joe um, Armstrong on Broadway?" Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he himself was, but I know his project was. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes because, yeah, technically he was, right? Uh, that is correct. Yes, I believe he was. Um, so if uh, if Brian can confirm that since he's the one that asked. Um, <laughs> Deb Klein says, Deb's Dirty Dog, uh, how many bass players uh, – oh, where did it go? How many bass players does it take to change a light bulb? Sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> uh, well – Apparently, it takes one because he's gone, and I'm assuming that's what he's doing. So, <laughs> let me uh, let me go through here, and uh, I want to unmute everybody. And uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to say thanks to everybody. So, um, let me make sure I've got everybody. There we go. We're good. Um, Tyler, I know you got to get running, man. So, I want to say uh, thanks to you for for joining us here and for your thoughts on on today's subject. Um, I think it's really cool that you had tried out for for those uh, American Idol shows and stuff. I had no idea that you had done that in the past. But uh, I want to say kudos to you for having the the guts to even go and do it in the first place because I'm sure it took a lot of gumption to to even get out there and do it. So, well, hey man, I appreciate it. You know, I love you. Uh, anything I can do to help the cause, uh, you got a great thing going, and uh, so I'm glad you asked me to be a part of it. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Tyler. Thank you so much for your time, man. Have a good night tonight. All right, buddy. All right, we'll see you. Uh, all right, and next up on the uh, on the uh, plank, <laughs> if you will, uh, Mr. Daniel Fritz. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you also for being here. And like you yeah, said, man. we can check you out on Thursdays, uh, as well as Tara for the Unsung Dreamers, the musical journeys of the not so rich and famous. Oh, there you go. Hey, she she does it even on this. <laughs> well, it's her stick, man. It's her stick. It's her stick. Um, 
<laughs> that was good to be here, man. This is fun. It's good seeing you yeah. guys, especially Mitch. I like that guy. He is. He is a good dude. <laughs> yeah. I like him too. He's a little weird. He put his hand on my leg one time. It made me uncomfortable, but um, he didn't go. He didn't go any further. He didn't go any further, but it was just weird. <laughs> totally made up. I'm kidding. Anyway. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, see all you crazies uh, later. Yes, uh, Josh Poole says that he'll see you guys on uh, Tuesday night as he goes to record his audio-only podcast. Yep. Speaking of we'll which, I'm going to do Josh Poole this week, so we'll I'll do an interview I'll, with him soon. I'll do a few drive-bys with a big old PA system in the back of a truck, and that way you just... You, we can't hear what we're doing! That when we're recording work. Josh Poole's episode, because there'll be so much uh, King Diamond blasting. We're getting the, getting the interviews <laughs> back up and going, and uh, Josh Poole is, is going to be our first one Tuesday night. That doesn't mean it's going to air Tuesday, but we're going we're gonna to talk to him Tuesday, so it's going to be fun. Right. No, that'll be very cool. I'm looking forward to hearing his episode. Um, I, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know Josh over the past couple of years, so looking forward to it, man. See you guys. See you. Um, next up on the plank, we've got, uh, Mr. Al Hutches. Al, uh, where can people find you? I know you've got, uh, a couple things that you're working on. I know you've got, um, a, a Facebook page that you do and you've got something else possibly up your sleeve. So I don't want to let the cat out of the bag if you don't, but if you do go for it. Uh, there's no, really no cat. We're just, uh, trying to start up a podcast kind of like this and, and Tara and Dan's and stuff. It's, uh, we started the page as a, uh, just TV and music and, and film, just talking about movies and TV and stuff because with my, uh, I got a little leg thing going on. So I've been out of work since like January of disability, but getting, sitting here on my ass is getting kind of old. But so I started the page and we we're talking about TVs and movies and stuff. And then we're like, you know, I could do a podcast and just bring back my old radio show. Because the, the podcast today is exactly what we were trying for. Like, oh shit! I thought I was like, it's like twenty years ago. Uh, you know, oh really? Yeah, I think we moved to St. Louis in two thousand three, so it was around two thousand two or so. So, real um, quick, talk to me about the radio show that you had. Didn't you say was that for one of the colleges? Is that right? Oh, it was a shiny piece of crap. But <laughs> <laughs> back when it was SMS, the, uh, the little internet radio station called the Growl. We, we oh, did yeah. some shows, and I got kind of, you know, the uh, the general manager position thrown in my lap, and I just ran with it, and we, we spent, like, all summer, like, tagging MP3s for ASCAP and all that, and and I'd do my show because we worked at, that's like an independent study, and I did a, I got credit for it to do this class where basically just did a show, and then I ended up helping a... Um, a mostly blind kid do his show. So we brailed yeah. up the entire studio, but he didn't need any of it. Cause he could just, he could just hear like three seconds of the song and then just know what the song is. He was just a phenom about that. Wow. Uh, but my show started just sucking real bad. And then I just bring in my buddy who's I'm hoping to get co-hosting with me now. So this will be fun. Cause he's up there in Springfield and I'm down here in Florida. Gotcha. But so you wanted to do like kind this. of a, it's, kind of like this, like a video. Yeah. So, just look at my page or something, and it's uh, was it the sh the Shebang Show evolved? We added some words to it, and then just very cool. It, well, do me a favor, um, Facebook page. Very, do me a favor before I go off the air today. Be sure to put a link to your show in the uh, in the comments there, so that uh, we can we can find you. <laughs> Will do. Thanks, man. So, Good show. absolutely. 
Thank you very much, Al, for joining us. It's good to see you. Good to put a uh, to put a face with the name uh, for a lot of our our viewers and stuff that have have watched you and and enjoyed your comments throughout the uh, the uh, Audio Rose podcast. By the way, today's my twenty fifth episode. So, what is this like a silver or a diamond or something like that anniversary? I don't know. It seems too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> so, Al, thank you so much, and thank you for your support, man. I, I appreciate you being here every week. Thanks, man. You bet. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, I'm going to kind of go out of order from this point on and, um, Jay Stevens. Wow. What now I can actually see. So where can people see you next, Jay? Where you got some, uh, MGS shows coming up? Yeah. Uh, the next one non-private show around here is, uh, the night before Thanksgiving. Wild Turkey Wednesday at Southbound. Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, and do, do you guys have an opener or is it just you for the night? Just us. Yeah. Rock and roll, we bring, brother. We bring too much garbage. It's hard to have openers. We bring too much garbage on stage. <laughs> you do have a lot of stuff. All man. the fake, all the fake amps and lights and stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So Wild Turkey Wednesday. That's uh, coming up really pretty quick. Um, so uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks for joining us. And Jay, I'll be reaching out to you very soon about uh, coming here in the studio and doing yeah, an yeah, actual sure, a show sure. where we have the normal format with the games and the whole stuff. So uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to doing that. So. Uh, like I said, I'll reach out to you, and I will. Uh, we'll we'll get our schedules together, man. And I'd love to have you on. I'll wear the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll have to we'll have to shoot from the neck up then, because you know, just saying. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> right on, man. Glitter. Perfect, because I'll need I'll need some. People think I I just have it, but I don't. I have it. <laughs> All right, man. See you guys. See you, bud. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, very cool. Okay. So, um, and I don't know why I've got you muted, but, uh, Chris Smith, um, uh, this is, hey, this, uh, derailed shit show is all on your shoulders, sir. This is all your idea. That's all good. <laughs> no, I've had a great, great time. And, and honestly, man, thank you so much for the idea for the show today. And, uh, it's just sure. cool to, to be able to catch up and, and kind of put faces with people and, and just a chance for everybody to kind of intermingle today. So, so, uh, so yeah, so you, you're, are you still playing music at all? Be it like just in your bedroom, uploading to YouTube, or what? What are you doing musically nowadays? Uh, really, not much. Uh, you know, been working like a dog. Uh, I am now an engineer. Go figure. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, like and, uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got I've, that somewhere, but I don't. I want to see your hat. I want to see your hat. Oh, it's Route sixty six. <laughs> No, your engineer hat. I don't care about that hat. Oh no, I don't have one of those. <laughs> that's that's the old thinking cap. Uh, I design steel boxes for a living. Really, uh, I build safes. So there you go. I'm in the security oh, business, so sure. to speak. Yeah, a little bit. That's cool. Um, that's cool. Um, uh, by the way, for those listening, there's um, Al Hutch's uh, Facebook page for his uh, uh, soon-to-be podcast, uh, Facebook.com/slash The Shebang Show. So that'll be. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good. Uh, to to add uh, to that, Jared, before before I move on on that, um, I am thinking of putting together a show together that I'll hit you up on later. I want to do some music reviews and kind of shed light on some uh, not so well known bands that have really in I've enjoyed throughout the years. You know, kind of like yeah. uh, uh, kind of like Razor Fist does Metal Mythos and stuff like that. If you haven't checked yes. them out, you should. Yep. Uh, yep. Good stuff yep. too. Something like that, especially uh, the King Diamond. Oh, I figured you'd like that one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to slide on the floor like. So, um, so you're looking to start that pretty soon, then, I guess, Chris. 
Yeah, I've been toying around with it. My last project I did, uh, which was a community for guitar and bass players, just kind of fell flat. Uh, didn't quite go the way I wanted, so I pulled the plug. Uh, as you want to do when you have very limited time and you don't want to waste it. Uh, so I want to go do for something sure. that I, I can talk about and enjoy. And I want to do positive type music videos, criticisms yes. uh, that might show off somebody who really didn't get some of the acclaim they deserve. Yep. Like, you know, how many people know yep. Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys or could right. name Mil Jinko Machovic from Steelheart and go, well, what a great singer. Well, we a lot of people go, who? <laughs> For sure. Well, and it, it harkens back to exactly kind of what we're talking about at a certain point on the show that um, sometimes that it's you're you're limited by the band that you're in. And it's not a bad thing by any means. It's just your ability is beyond that. Or even if it wasn't when it started, as your progression as a, a musician um, has grown, you know, your journey has gone on. You've become a better musician, but the band doesn't require that. So I, I agree. I think that's cool to shine a spotlight on people like that, that we um, I, I, I'll say take for granted. Um, because yeah, we, we know them from, from the bands that they were in, but that's an interesting spin on it. So, uh, by all means, if you, if you needed anything on that, um, I would love to help you out on it. So hit me up. Cool. Oh, and, uh, here's some musical news since you haven't had any, I have okay. most, mostly been playing bass lately. I, I'm no oh, longer boy. doing the shreddy shreddy because my fingers are starting to feel old age 42 and my hands are jacked. So I hate that because you're a very talented guitarist, man. But I, I would love to hear you on the bass because I've never heard you play bass. So uh, if you have any anything like that that you can upload to YouTube uh, that we can share on the show or something, that would be fantastic. I will in the future. Uh, right now, uh, kind of the musician thing of those having to go to the pawn shop here and there uh, have happened because of sure. the summer bills and everything else involved yeah. in COVID. But uh, yeah. that's getting better. Uh, I'll get you set up. Very cool, man. Well, thanks again so much, Chris, for joining us. And it's so good to see you. Um, you too, I enjoy being able to keep up with you on Facebook and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, please do be safe and take care and tell hi to the family. Will do. Love you guys. Metal. Yep. Love you too, buddy. Take care. Mitch. I guess it's us. It's you and me. It's and actually all. What's that? Mitch. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah. very much more sultry yes yes yes. <laughs> yes i missed the fine print on that um so very cool man so how was uh how's everything been going the last uh i, I guess it's been six weeks since i've had you on the show yeah, uh, how's good. everything in your world good good business is good i mean i mean yeah everything's rocking right along personally family's good i'm playing out so everything's everything's pretty solid yeah i love hearing that yeah so are you when when are you going to be playing next in the area uh that uh, people can check you in Let's see, we played, uh, I played with Brock Wade. We were actually talking about that earlier about Brock, you know, and all that. So I played with Brock and Psychobilly Cadillac. We played Friday night at uh, a Midnight Rodeo. And then I think we played Midnight Rodeo again on December 4th. And then okay. I'm sort of filling in on bass for uh, the Fanatics, the uh, Ricky Lamb's band out of, out of Nixa. I think we have the yep. Van Fort on, I think we have New Year's Eve uh, on that night. And then I'm playing. That's a Van yeah, at the Vandevort, they're their big thing nice. that they do. And then uh, nice. the first, I think, uh, Southbound does their, what they call it, the Hair of the Dog. So there's like three bands playing that night on the first and right. with uh, Psychobilly for those guys. So, And I play every Sunday at church as a general rule, too. So, um, so yeah, okay. I, 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 play, I play a good amount. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Tara, I don't know if are you there, Tara? Oh, oh. I am. Yay. Okay, so I saw your comment. Uh, <laughs> Tara from Springfield says, "Sorry, didn't mean not to say bye. Uh, thank you for asking me on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I, I I totally understand. So, uh, real quick, where can people uh, see you next, both um, on your on your pod ventures and uh, band ventures? Um, podcast, of course, Thursday, and of course, we'd already touched that we're going to interview Josh real quick. And what's funny is I only have one vocal student right now, and it's it's Ray. Really. Through- yeah, through Springfield Music. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of after, since COVID hit, pretty much everybody scattered. Um, and Ray's the only one that's consistently coming back. So we're we're still, yeah. I'm just working with Ray right now. And I'm okay with that because the COVID thing is so weird. I don't, I'm not afraid of it. I think I already had it and all that crap. But it's just hard to keep it scheduled and all this quarantining and stuff yeah. like that. So the lessons have died down, but um, he still comes. Um and, and Violet, I don't know. Um, Amber and Larry are are very afraid of the COVID thing and everything. So I don't know when Violet's yeah. going to play next. I know we will, but I just don't know when. And sure. then, if, like like Dan said, we're not doing boot shows right now. We're just, just not. <laughs> and, Why uh, is that? I wanted to ask that. Why is that, Tara? Well, um, our last show was in February before COVID. Um, and it was super fun over at uh, Galloway Station. And we... Uh, we want to play, but we want to work on more originals. We want to do that. And we just don't have the time at, right now to get in the studio and, and start working on practicing and rehearsing new songs and everything. We're so busy at the shop and everything. So it's like all of our mind power goes towards the podcast sometimes. And then we just don't rehearse and we don't write and we don't do anything like that. So we were having a lot of fun with boot and we will play again. Um, For sure. Just, and and I know right you guys now, have been. You've been super busy out there at the shop doing cabinets and stuff. I know you've been trying to play catch up and stuff because, uh, exactly. Yeah. You don't, you don't have a crew. It's just two. Mm -hmm. So everything's on us. That's why we're working today. (laughs) So, gotcha. um, Wow. We're actually in Rogersville right now. He's actually back to the shop, but I I was going to head there too when I lost signal a second ago. But, um, so we're going to work some more tonight and then, of course, start all again tomorrow morning. So there might be some uh, musical endeavors in the future real soon. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Very cool. Very cool. We'll keep us in touch um, on on that uh, breaking news. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I look forward to anything you you put together. So um, again, thank you so much, Tara, for joining us. And uh, by the way, like we like we're. Yes, it was. It was it was a cluster and I knew it would be, but I enjoyed it. Um, So I know that you and I chatted last night, so uh, we'll we'll get a hang in soon. So yes, please do. Very cool. Thank you so much for your time, Tara. Bye. Bye. Um, yes. Yeah, so sorry about that, Mitch. Um, I wanted to give her a chance to say goodbye too. Oh, sure. Um, so, um, how, how is, um, I know, and I know I kind of touched on this last time that you were here. Um, the, the kids in school and stuff with the, with all, like what Tara was saying with all the stuff that everybody's dealing with, um, hopefully, uh, rentals and stuff like that uh, with people, um, in school, learning new, new instruments and stuff. How's that going for you guys over at Springfield music and the same with lessons. Are you like Tara has, have things kind of quieted down on that front for you? You know, it's interesting when you start to think about these businesses. So all these markets are different. We have a store in Springfield, one in Joppa, one in Kansas city, one in St. Louis, you know, we're probably all familiar with Springfield because most of us are here right now. We're two days a week on, and now we're getting ready to go to four, uh, four days. My son plays trumpet. Uh, and so he's playing these two days. Joplin doesn't have any sort of restrictions whatsoever. So they're full speed ahead. Kansas city really? and St. Louis is shut down like crazy. So it's weird in yeah. all these different markets to see how the different ones are, are playing off on that. Uh, so it's, it's been, it's, it's been interesting to sort of see 
just how different towns and cities are reacting to it. Uh, but in general, yeah. everything seems to be rolling along pretty pretty well. It's uh, as far You're as absolutely the same with Terra. It's in the same thing with the market supply. Like our Springfield is lessons are down, but Joplin's way up because people went in uh, like face to face lessons. Uh, not that they're not that effective with with you know uh, online lessons. We do that a lot. Uh, but it's just sure. all the markets sort of sort of play the same way. So it's it's fascinating to sort of see how the business side uh, interacts with with a pandemic. Yeah, and and it's a constant uh, reboot of navigation on how to on how to navigate all these different structures and stuff. And like you said too, especially with having four locations in four different towns, um, you know, every everybody has their own set of rules. So yeah, uh, yeah I get that for sure. Uh, Brian Bet yeah. Brian Bettencourt says I'm going to start drum lessons at Springfield Music. Really, I hope you do. Yeah, Tavish is great. He's like our drum teacher right now. I've actually taken a few lessons with, we don't have a drummer for my church. And so I've had to fill in some and I got that one beat that I can do with that one fill. I'm like, I need, I need help. I need a lot of help. So <laughs> yeah, Tavish has given me some, uh, some good drum lessons going, oh, okay, I can do this and this and this. So yeah. Right. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. And that's the thing, like anybody can learn it at any point in their life. You don't have to be 12 years old and, and decide you can be you can be 70 years old and decide, hey, you know, I always wanted to play fiddle. I'm going to pick it up and, and give it a shot. So that's so many times, so many times. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's even cooler. Um, the fact that people are like, you know what? I told myself no for so long. I'm going to tell myself yes now. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Mitch, I, I said this on the last time that you were here, but I want to I want to get you here in the studio for a regular format show, not just uh, some of these talking shops, which I, I'm so appreciative that you're you're joining us on this. But I really want to get you in on a regular episode where you can kind of play some games, have some fun with some of the uh, other uh, members of the local music community. So um, I'll, I'll reach out to you soon and uh, we'll get something squared away. So, uh, yeah, thanks for your time, Mitch. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me in here. And uh, I, I love your podcast. It's it's great. So I, thanks for doing what you're doing, Jared. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, Mitch. I appreciate you, Mitch. That's right. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see you, man. Take care. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, wow. I mean, how cool was that, right? Like to have everybody call in all at once. It was very uh, Hollywood Squares like, and and I actually really enjoyed that. So um, we're going to go ahead and uh, if I can, if I can navigate my way through this here, uh, my mouse is, there we go. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, no real commercials tonight or anything. No, nothing fancy, that kind of stuff. Uh, but what we're going to do as we're going to go ahead with our final thoughts. Um, so I've got a few final thoughts. First of all, uh, I had to, I had to make a note of this because, you know, I'm, I'm getting to that age or not even so much to that age. It's just I've got so much going on in my life that I uh, sometimes forget, you know, until after I go off the air that, oh, I wanted to mention this or I wanted to mention that. So I, um, I actually sent myself a, um, uh, an email about this. And I wanted to tell you that uh, for those of you who watch the Shock Rock episode, uh, when was that? The 25th of October. So that was kind of our Halloween show. Um, <clears throat> for those of you that watched that, you'll know that uh, we had Stephen uh, Montecor March on as a guest. And Stephen had talked about the fact that he had been in a uh, motorcycle accident that was extremely scary and, and nearly cost him his life. And uh, he, he's been in, in the hospital for the last, my goodness, what has that been? Um, like five months, something like that. Uh, during all this COVID everything, he's been stuck in the hospital um, and he's been doing rehab and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the good news that I have for you is that just yesterday he was actually 
uh, released from the hospital and is back home. Uh, he's going to be doing physical therapy and stuff there at home and, uh, you know, trying to get strength back and, and relearning how to walk and stuff. Um, as he said on the show, he's got nerve damage and stuff in his legs and his hips and whatnot. So um, he he's still got a, a ways to go. But man, what a what a great step uh, in the right direction for Stephen to be able to be home finally after after I couldn't imagine being away from home um, for that long. And uh, especially during the pandemic where you don't uh, you're not allowed to have visitors and that kind of stuff. It's got to be very hard. So, uh, Stephen, if you're watching, good job, man. I'm so freaking proud of you. You have no idea. Uh, keep up the good work. You've got so many people cheering you on. So um, with that being said, I think that's going to kind of wrap things up. Um, and um, yeah, so also uh, let me switch over here. Uh, I'll, I'll scroll this across as we go off the air. Um, don't forget, um, if if you need somebody to talk to, if you need somebody to listen to you, if you just need to vent, um, uh, feel free, first of all, you can always talk to me and nobody has to know, um, nobody gets to know. Um, just reach out, man. You've got people that care. Um, and you know, times are hard for everybody, but, um, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to go through anything alone. So, uh, if you don't feel comfortable talking to me or anybody, um, feel free to pick up the, the phone and call the suicide hotline 1-800-273-8255. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, jump back over here to the comments as we wrap things up. Um, Elke says, uh, Thanks, Mitch. Great show. Yes, um, I, I had a great time. And thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Uh, and especially you that uh, were here in the comment sections that I weren't, wasn't able to get to uh, in on the video, which, by the way, I will get to you eventually on, on video. It may not be this chaotic. It may be a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. Who knows? But uh, I, I really had a good time kind of kind of getting to see faces and, and that kind of stuff and having people included in on the conversation. So it was, it was a nice uh, change of pace. So, uh, and Elke says, yes, he's been, in, uh, in hospital for a long time. Great news. He's out and home. Uh, absolutely. And I know that's, that's gotta be like just mentally so refreshing. So, um, we, uh, we continue to cheer Steven on in his journey, uh, and getting back into uh, guitar playing shape so that we can go and check him out at a live show. So nonetheless, guys, thank you again so much. Uh, before I, before I jump off, like I said, I've got, uh, one other guest to confirm before I totally, uh, launch next week's show, if you will, as far as advertising and stuff, but, uh, stay tuned because next week on the show, we will have Kristen Dinar, um, on the show. Um, and we're going to go and do our regular format. Um, and, uh, yeah, so please do check out our Facebook page, um, Facebook, um, slash the audio roast podcast obviously you're that's where you're watching it from right now and uh we will uh, update you um uh, in the next day or two on what's coming up next week so uh without any further ado let's see here um uh, also uh, deb says uh comments were hopping for a while fun show yes they were you guys were you were doing great in the in the uh comments for sure and deb thank you too for for being on the video i appreciate it i know we were having technical issues and stuff but nonetheless i appreciate you very much and i will have you on the show even if it is via video um to join us for a regular episode so uh thank you for your time uh elke says uh this was a great show letting the hair down looking naked butt tic-tac-toe you know all the things hitting all the high points that's what we do here on the audio roast podcast and uh just so you know you know what else we do here on the on the audio roast podcast we have fun and um oops not that one not that one not this one we do it because we love you that's why we do it we love you so there's that um <laughs> let's see if i can find the right buttons to push 
Uh, it's not that one. It is this one. So nonetheless, thank you guys so much for joining us and sticking around for the show. Uh, we've had a great time. So we're going to go ahead and jump off. Thank you very much. And we will see you next Sunday at five o'clock. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>